Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. happening weirdos uh this is thomas lennon thomas lennon who you know and love and i uh didn't we hadn't talked this long ever and uh we discussed this on the podcast man i was just kind of in a lower mood um and he man i what a what a funny great interesting guy so as i always say let's get to it (laughs) As quickly as possible. If you are hearing this the day it comes out, I'm at Largo, uh, kind of my home theater here in L.A. I do a monthly show called Pete Holmes Living at Largo, and I am there tonight. Always wonderful guest stars uh, popping in. Sarah Silverman, Zach Galifianakis. It's not necessarily who's there tonight, but it's always great people. (laughs) You know, lineup subject to change, but it's always wonderful. Um, So if you want to come see some stand-up, excuse me, See me do stand-up. Uh, come out to Largo tonight. Tickets are at Largo-LA.com. And uh, there'll be one every month. So regardless of when you're hearing this, go look on their website. If you'd like to come see me do stand-up, it always means a lot when weirdos come out <clears throat> to see shows. Um, I also want to give a shout-out to Pete's Picks. Pete's Picks are uh, products that I specifically love and use and swear by every day. Uh, so I reached out to the companies to see if we could get promo codes so you guys could try these products that I love. The first one is called Alpha Brain. It's a nootropic. It's like a multivitamin for your noggin. It's like fish food for my ideas, uh, for memory, concentration, focus. Basically gives me that edge in the way. It's not like coffee. It's not like a stimulant. It doesn't keep you up. In fact, you can take it at night. I, I just did a show, for example, at the Comedy Store. Took an alpha brain, just one, just a little bit of a little bit of extra help on the way to the show, and I will be in bed in 20 minutes. Uh, so that's a wonderful thing. Um, so I always have some on me. Anything that I do with my brain, podcasts, writing scripts, doing interviews, doing stand-up, uh, I always take two to three alpha brain uh, 15 minutes beforehand. So I want you to try it. It's all earth-grown ingredients. It's a wonderful company. Go to onit, O-N-N-I-T dot com slash weird, and you'll get 10% off your purchase every time you go to that site and uh, show love to the podcast. Also, uh, Charlotte's Web Hemp Oil, made by the Stanley Brothers. The Stanley Brothers came on the podcast to talk about the story of Charlotte's Web Hemp Oil, named after Charlotte, a young girl who was having seizures, and CBD oil was what helped her uh, normalize her life. It's a a very touching story. The great thing is uh, it helps with a multitude of things. Speaking about myself personally, uh, anxiety, stress, aches, pains, headaches. The way that I describe it to people that haven't taken it is it just makes me a little bit easier to smile, a little bit easier to laugh, a little bit lighter, a little bit sillier, happier. It really does have like a wonderful mood elevating quality to me. So whenever I'm stressed out, uh, long shoot days, long work days, whatever it might be, just I get the everyday advanced, the strongest kind, mint chocolate flavor, literally just a couple drops. Sprinkle it on my on my hand, lick it off, good to go. Um, there's also Everyday Plus, which is good. I like the Everyday Advance. It's more expensive, but you have to do so little of it uh, to notice uh, the effects. So that's the one I swear by. Um, check it out if you want to try it. It's made from the hemp plant, but they take the THC part out. 
with science. <laughs> so it's not psychoactive. It doesn't get you stoned. It's legal in all 50 states. It's just the CBD part, which is the body overall wellness feeling. That, uh, that The first time I tried pot, I was like, I wish there was something that would take the highness away and just give me that good overall wellness feeling. And there is. Charlotte's Web Hemp Oil. The only hemp made for human consumption. That's true. So go to cwhemp.com slash weird and use promo code keep it crispy for 10% off your purchase. Uh, that's it. I hope you guys are watching Crashing. Um, as I probably mentioned many times in this podcast and probably the next 12 because we've been stockpiling episodes, you'll hear that I'm, we're waiting to hear about the third season, which means if, you ha- if you're waiting for these episodes to pile up to watch it, um, that's not great for us, meaning watch it now. Help us get those ratings and get those numbers so we can get that third season. So get on HBO Go, get on HBO Now, and, uh, and binge, binge, binge if, if you feel, feel like it, if you want to support um, the show and uh, me and my dream. <laughs> I make it personal and my dream. So watch Crashing. Also watch it Sunday nights, 10.30 on HBO. That, that obviously helps us. Um, we've been doing some really um, special episodes lately, and I really hope you like them. Come see me at Largo tonight or anytime we do that show once a month. Try a Pete's Pick. And in the meantime, enjoy the wonderful Thomas Lennon. Uh, only five-minute intro. That's not bad. Uh, Val's not here. She's out doing karaoke. But uh, why did I tell you that? So if you want to do karaoke, Val is somewhere in L.A. doing it right now. So go, go, go do it. Um, anyway, so I'll say get into it. I don't want to be codependent. I said get into it for a long time before Val said get into it. I just spiral. Get into it. Oh, man. I was going to I was gonna email you and be like, should we? Should we not? Because I have a cold. And then I was like, he's going to laugh in my face. Who, me, you? I thought for sure you would be like, you are so far. I'll go as far away as I'm going to be, but I'll hold the microphone over here. Oh, my God. I realize how air works, though, right? You are going to be breathing some of my germs. The question is whether whether or not you're going to breathe enough of my germs to overwhelm your immune system. That's how immunity works. You're you're killing me now. Are we already going? Start the show. You just pushed the button to the cross. We crossed the street. Yeah, we started. We started. We crossed the street. Granted, you did kick it, which was hilarious. I did a kind of a beautiful kick. Yeah. But you have a child named Oliver, and, mm-hmm. and how is it possible that you're... Uh, no, by the way, let's change mm-hmm. the tone. Okay. Because I sound accusatory. You do sound accusatory. That's yeah, fine. Let, let, that's, no, that's, let's that's rewind. Fine. It's funny to be accusatory, so it wasn't real. Um, but I am wondering how a man... With a child... In a city... Can get so grossed out by germs? Yes. Well, it's just a thing. I feel like this is a constantly a thing where people... Well, I went to hug you. Yeah, no, I felt it. I want like in the middle of uh, sunset. Can I tell you a, a, my favorite story I've ever heard in my whole life from that same intersection where I almost hugged you? Yeah, I almost hugged you, and then you said, "I'm really, really sick," like that in that weird kind of tone of voice. And I was like, "Son of a gun!" And I got really close, so I was in your ether and everything. But I once saw something transpire. You know that Moroccan restaurant across the street? We're at Meltdown Comics right now. We're at Meltdown Comics. Everybody knows what Pete. Pete's a big, tall dreamboat, and I'm the <laughs> little weird guy. You know, you know who this is. This <laughs> big dreamy he's Pete, still, and tiny little weirdo. Not, do you think of yourself as tiny? I'm writing it down. Thanks. All right. Tiny. Because we're going to address that. You're when right? I was standing next to you okay, on, we'll on the boulevard. Okay, we'll get to it later. So can I tell you? Yes, sir. Do we have time for just an introductory story? I'd love it. This is your okay. time. We're building this table together. Okay. So 
many years, I used to live down the street. We're here at Meltdown. We're in the back in the upper uh, part of Meltdown. Because it clearly used to be like a factory, wouldn't you agree? Oh, for sure. Something weird happened here. It was like, you know what they had? They had like, remember the, the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory Fire where a lot of young like immigrant girls oh, were locked in to no. make shirts? That that clearly happened here. Oh, no. It feels like it may You don't think it feels like a Triangle Shirtwaist Factory Fire can I, event? Can we it jump definitely, right? Definitely. Please. Can, can we jump to the weird right away? It's the only thing we're here to do. It's the only thing we're here to do. And feel free. And mm-hmm. know you're in a safe space. Mm-hmm. Let's say 150 mm-hmm. trapped in work. Yeah. Died here. Yep. In a horrible way. Absolutely. Waco style. Let's say it really happened, though. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I show you the documentation. Oh, no, I feel like it, yeah. Okay, okay I, mm-hmm. I hear you. You're mm-hmm. doing the funnier thing, which is, like, committing mm-hmm. that it did happen. Yeah. But mm-hmm. let's say it really, really, yeah, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I I show you the headline. And I'm like, oh, 9255 uh, West there Sunset Tragedy. Yep. Mm-hmm. They were Would, chained. They were chained yes, sewing machines, of course, and they were making jerseys for what was once the Rams, exactly, for example, and or something. The sewing yeah. machines were like yeah. gas propelled they because know, they were five cents cheaper, they, which made the flames that much more. They intense. were all made out of propane. They of were course. running on propane. That's what I'm saying, right? Because the the, the bottom line was one percent more in favor of the fat cats, of course. So these propane people, powered sewing machines <laughs> make a knockoff Rams. Had reduce. they just spent one more penny, nope, no tragedy. No, but now we're so, here in this room and it's just straight up gross. So it's gross um, and horrible, and it happened. Okay, so here's would what you, no, but I oh, have, yeah, we Pete, didn't get to the question. Yeah, I, I, I feel like we have a, a solid pin in your story. Of course, don't you? Oh yeah, yeah. You're a storyteller. Oh sure. You're an improviser. Yeah. You're a go with the flower. I, I the flow. I, I love <laughs> the flow. The heavier the flow, the better. <laughs> You found the flow. Mm-hmm. Um, Pete, would you was, spend the night here uh, alone uh, in the dark? I'm not even going to say for money. Would just how would you feel about it? I have no issue with that. Um, really? Here's the thing with and this is Alec a weird Baldwin. Thing. Wrong. This, oh my god. <laughs> so here's the thing, and this is a okay. Stop can saying I, it. <laughs> can I? I know, but I, I've got to decide whether I can talk about this. Oh, go ahead. Oh, do you have a ghost experience? You know, because they say, like, don't say if your house is haunted. Ah, because of resale. Yeah, so maybe I won't tell you that. <laughs> well, why don't you do this? Yeah. It's not Talk- your house, but you used to live in a house. Oh, that's great. I used okay. to live in a house. Okay, but um, well, here, let's give Katie an edit point for your resale property. And so I used <laughs> Ah, you'll, so you'll note that? I used to live in this house. I, I, you knew to do that. I used to live in this done. house in Los Angeles, California. Uh-huh. <laughs> which is uh, not far from here. And... um <laughs> You know, we'd heard footsteps and things, and then one day we're sitting out, uh, my son and I were out, uh, son of a bitch, I'm just going to say it, Pete, uh, I've worked hard, we're sitting out in the in the hot tub, Yeah. and my son's like a little baby, he's like a kid, he's learning how to swim, he's swimming around. I love this. We're Let's, the only people there. Don't rush is all I want to tell you. And he looks over at the house. Yeah, he's looking at the house. And it's dark. It's a dark house. There's nobody around. Little baby. And he says, Daddy, who's that guy? Who's that guy, he says. Mm-hmm. And then he said, and I say, I don't know. And he says... Daddy, I don't like that guy. And that was weird. Yes. Yeah, that one felt weird. What did when, you do? When kids what does dad do when the paranormal? You can't grab a baseball you're just bat. In the, you're just in the sh- – now you're in the upside down. But right. So, but you didn't see it. I saw nothing. We, did um, you look where he looked? I sure did. And nothing. Not a dang what thing. What if you didn't look? You're like, I'm not looking. No, nah, that's okay. <laughs> that's not <something. laughs> Worst question I've ever asked. But I want to be clear. You looked. Nothing was there. But he's looking Nothing at was something. there. But he said, who's that guy? And the thing that really threw me was, Daddy – I don't like that guy. Yeah. But then um, 
so there's been sounds and footsteps and stuff in the house. Uh-huh. I'm never selling the house, so it's fine. You can't. Nobody can have the house. It's fine. But so was oh, that true? Yeah. I love so we that. don't have to edit this. No, you don't have to edit. Okay. It's great. The house is great. But there's you know occasionally there's like footsteps in one of the rooms in the house. Footy steps. There's little footy steps, and you'll hear like a little <laughs> slide or a drag. I love an improviser. You say footy steps. He says footy steps. One it's time, uh, not that long ago, I'm doing dishes in the kitchen, and I see like a figure move through the dining room. And I'm like, hey, honey. In your periphery? Yeah, it's in the periphery. Periphery stuff's always dubious. For sure. Yeah. That's why we have periphery. Keeps your life periphery engaging. is to keep stuff dubious and, yes. and to crash fighter jets. Yeah. I'm thinking, those are the reasons. <laughs> God was up there going like, let's give them vision right. uh, on and, the side. Let's, let's make it a little quirky on the side. On the side is it quirky. On the side is just like. You're not is, too sure. On the side is the spicy sriracha sauce uh, where you have no idea. Like, It's a new mommy kind of sight. Is it a goblin? You don't know. Is it just uh, somebody you've known for a long time? Um, but he, what's crazy is that there was something. Let's not get to God. I'm just saying. Let's go with God let's, and say absolutely. There was a thing that made vision, mm-hmm. but couldn't. So it can make consciousness and vision, sure. but couldn't perfect the out outside of the sciences. No, you think like, hey, the first thing I see in the, my peripheral vision, I'm going to hit with a hammer as hard as I can. That's oh my God! It was it was me in the mirror. Um, so anyway, so uh, you saw a thing go by. You thought it was your wife. Yeah, and I said, hey, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I went in the room where that thing had just gone by. There was nobody there. There was nothing there. It was just a thing. Zero. Yeah. So the, these things happen. Did you know? it have it's an a, old house? Did it have a feel like a man? Did it feel like a man to you? You know what? It's, you know what? The one thing I will say mm. is whatever it is, it's never felt menacing in any way. It's not malicious. It actually, it's not malicious. It feels actually kind of posh. Posh. It feels posh. Just kind of like a lingering. It's a lingering somebody. Like I'm, this, yeah. I'm still here, or an overlapping universe. Oh, like time being that actually makes way more sense. Outside of time, this is something that lives in your house. Have you ever and had one of those? You're a weird thing. I had one of those things. Tell me everything. You've never had one of those. Which one? That read, time has existed. Have you ever had a past life experience? No, never. No. Oh, I've been hypnotized, and she's like, I do past life regressions, but I, I never. You know why? You don't believe in it. No, no. Please, where do you think you are? This is the belief. No, I, this, I, is, I this is the belief zone with the wolf. You believe believing in stuff. Welcome I, I to love- the belief zone. You got pit hose in here. We're gonna start <laughs> believing stuff. Throw, sh- show, show up some things on the big board that we can believe in. That is. He's gonna start believing it all. That is my fake radio Let's voice. Throw up Buddhism to want is to suffer. Pete believes uh, it. That's Pete believe it. Let's Ding. Up, uh, Hinduism, uh, you're going to come back as something if you were good. <laughs> Pete Ding. will probably believe it. Uh, <laughs> Don't keep this to me. That's a trap. Okay. Uh, um, but what were we tell saying? me past life regression. Oh no, I, it was no. Fascinated. This is, this is a weird one. Uh, I do believe. Do you believe? Oh, in can past I tell life? you? Can yeah. I, th- I? Because it pertains to you. Sure. You're a storyteller. You write scripts. Yeah, sure. That's one of the wonderful things that you do. Yeah. Also, you build stories as an improviser. Yeah. Also, you're just an engaging yeah. person. I'm concerned, yes. and I'd love for you to infuse this yes. concern into your story. Yeah. Even though I already believe it. Yes. <laughs> uh, that I will make something up. That yes. I'll just be like, I, I see a well. I'm wearing like a linen, like a linen shirt. You know, right. like I'm just picturing old timey things. Yeah, and what you're remembering is the movie For Your Eyes Only with Roger Moore. That's what I'm. And saying. you're telling this to the past life regressionist, right? And they're like, and then you're like, then I meet my sidekick Ferrari, <laughs> and then I had to fight a bunch of guys on an ice skating rink. Or just you're just that's saying my some, concern. You're just saying some shit. Well, I am yeah. very drawn to the turn of the century. It's my favorite period. The turn of the century before this century. The night, yeah, of the, course, the twentieth. Of course, so triangle, the, triangle shirtwaist factory fire stuff. Late 1800s. This episode is brought to you. by... By the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory Fire, is- a terrible <laughs> uh, event that happened. And then in, at NYU, we all went we, – we took classes in the building where that happened. Really? Yes. Ooh. It's the worst. 
Yes. No me gust. No me gust. I never felt a chill in that room? Well, that's because you're sitting right by. There's a fan. There's like three Oh, no, not on, this room. Because I don't want to be around you. I understand. Yeah. And I regret, um, I regret not canceling for you. Oh, it's okay. I'm having a great so, time. So, Pete, you think that you might, when being... Yes. I, okay, so take the, my love of the turn regressed. of century. I know what the late 1800s look like, thanks to Paul Thomas Anderson. Sure. And I thought uh, you were going to say Paul F. Tompkins, which and, also, uh, by the way, sometimes based on the clothing and, yes! the, and the mutton chops and the hair, it actually... And uh, he's that's in. That's also not wrong. There Will Be Blood, which is what the movie he I'm talking is, about. Yeah, he's which is one that he breaks the movie for a minute. I don't like it. You know yeah. what we call it? I break, I break Dark Knight Rises for a lot of people, yeah. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. It's distrasting. It's you were cast by a mm-hmm. distracting agent. <laughs> Somebody was like, let's throw in... Somebody like, distracting. We're watching Frankie, like mm-hmm. Val's... I should say Val's watching... I, I think it's a great show, Frankie and Junior. I haven't seen it, but I'm that, aware of it, yeah. Baron Vaughn's in it. I'm like, get out of there, someone I know. There. Ruins it. <laughs> Ruins it. Um, so anyway, I'm afraid I'd make something up. So no. you think you would make up a past life. And by the way, that's... But here's the thing. It's a risk. So... It is a risk, but what if the past life thing that you're making up actually is the thing? Well, so, am I drawn to the turn of the century yes, because, because that's what yes. it happened? Yeah, and you locked those ladies in with their sewing machines. Well, yeah, my friend Noah, who's mm-hmm. fascinating, had mm-hmm. past life regression work done, and he's like, I believe in it so thoroughly because every past life I went to, mm-hmm. I was the villain. I was the guy who mm-hmm. raped a bunch of people and was yep. being stoned to death. Yep. That was one of his memories. And he was like, it mm-hmm. was vivid. Yep. It was horrible. I was a monster. It wasn't like, hey, this is really neat. I'm exactly. like, oh, my God, I'm Jesus' friend. I was Jesus' friend, Dave. And we're running around. The 13th, cool. Dave. Yeah, what? Hey, no. Dave. No, Jesus is walking. Like, Peter's falling in the mm-hmm. water. Dave's surfing, baby. Dave. <laughs> 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 And on and on this rock, I shall build my surf empire. Is what he said to Dave, and then he's like, "Oh my God, Dave! You got Dave got cropped out of the photo. Somebody got to get cropped out." Well, Dave was doing the painting. He was the, somebody had to. Yeah, somebody yeah. was out. So history remembers you. You have no past life re- recollections. No, I'm not saying I do either, but something happened no, I one ha- time that tripped me out. A little Tell bit. me everything. So. It was weird. It was, uh, and this was, I was really young. I was only like 18 years old, and I did, I feel like we're going to have a huge overlap here. Mm. Pete, were you ever in an a cappella choir of I any just, kind? I, I look like I was, don't I? You really do. I've got that. You're like, like a I have like a little. You look like one of the Whiffin' Poofs. Yeah. Which is a real organization at Yale. Or you could have been in the Nylons. We'll, put, we'll listen to some nylons after this. But. I want to remember what it was called. My friend was in the acapella group, and it was one of my earliest bits, and I, I could feel that it wasn't right for mm-hmm. me. Because I was like... I'm su- really surprised, because it is right and white for you. I know. I should have been there. You, like, I didn't understand why you would sit on a piano and go, ding, ding, I sound like a piano. Play the piano! That was the bit that I had. The kid is sitting, he's leaning on a piano going, just play the piano. Now I That's don't feel the whole that point way. Is your acapella, you I son of a bitch? No, I don't feel that way anymore. No, you're not. But you're in not high school, music. you know, you're looking for what you like and you're looking for what you hate. And for mm-hmm. some arbitrary reason, I was like, I don't like right. that. Here's Probably because it rang too close to home. It I'm going like to get me. you some of the signed Whiff and Poofs albums, which is the Yale acapella choir group. Which I have a, I have one of them. No, I'm going to get you some, and we're going to you and me. The next time I come on the what do we call this, the pod, the pod. I'm going to come on. <laughs> we're just going to hit the Whiff and Poofs really hard. <laughs> I did watch the reality show about acapella, and I enjoyed it. Oh, there you go. Well, it, I forget. By what the way, was. if I'm in a focus group, ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've done a reality TV show about acapella choir groups. 
You, Pete Holmes yeah. comes into the venue. <laughs> I'm like, did you get your juice and your cracker? Did you watch the show about acapella groups? Yeah. And you say, I didn't love it. Yeah. I'm, then I go back <laughs> to the people who made the show and I'm like, we fucked up yeah, so bad. We blew it. Did you see there was a six foot five? Yeah. Literally, the Book of Mormon just came in, yeah, and yeah, we yeah. lost him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck is wrong with Kevin you guys? Costner was making a baseball field in the back of his head. <laughs> That's how white bread um, I am. You understand? I look like fields of corn. No, I'm not well aware. Okay. Um, <laughs> Zero laugh. Katie looked weird. I know it was a. I'm sick. Anyway, you're sick. Whenever uh, I don't land, so I'll here's the thing. Like, I don't so feel well today. <laughs> you look eerily great. And uh-huh. it was, you know what's weird? You did the classic thing, which is before we started the pod. Mm. You seem sicker than you seem now that we're talking. Oh, that's adrenaline. Adrenaline. Isn't now that the best fine. thing about showbiz? I was at a show here at the Meltdown with the flu and like 103 fever. Isn't it great? It was the first episode of the Meltdown TV show. I was on that episode yeah. with you. I had the flu and I was lying on the ground and dying. I remember. And I remember they thought it was... So here's what happened. Mm. I, I one time uh, limped onto a stage, mm-hmm. walked off the stage. It's weird. It's like a faith healing. It's a f- this is it, one of the reasons why revival tends it like tends, enthusiasm. It actually it, it kind of works. It does work. It's so, adrenaline. I my, my wife had had the flu all day. <laughs> I'm going to get to the past life thing later. But my wife had had the flu really, really bad. And you know what? Sometimes like, when someone around you is sick and you're not sick, you feel like extra super amazing. So it's like, oh, my God, you got that thing. And somehow I'm like a superhero because I didn't get this terrible totally. thing you have. You poor oh, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just going to like, oh, my God, I'm going to stretch my happy working body. Right. And, yeah. I'm just going to go eat a meal. I'm going to eat some stuff it. and not regurgitate it yeah. on my own <laughs> midsection. <laughs> you do kind of pity the sick. You pity the sick a Like, look at them. Look but at then, you and your crackers. Exactly. But then you also feel like, hey, look at me. That's what I'm saying. And you're like, well, you were weak. Right. I'm sorry, you were weak. We could pack we animals. Keep you. There's something in your brain that goes, leave this one. Leave this. Leave Dude, it. I had this meeting. Don't so. eat it. Don't eat it because the meat might be ruined. Right? That's yeah. hilarious. The yeah. sickness might have gotten into the meat. The first thing I thought was, do I save the meat? Yeah. And then the next thing you think is, now oh, the meat's ruined. Don't the meat's ruined. Sickness. He's the ruined. Sickness in the meat. I do this on yeah. stage. If I fumble a word, yeah. I go, You'll, you won't laugh at what I'm about to say now because we're pack animals. And that part of you is going, don't breed with this. He's weak. One. He's weak. He's weak. I had a meeting. Yeah. Recently, you got weak. you know we're waiting to find out about HBO uh, the third season. I know the the show. the, uh, the show's called Crashing. HBO's Crashers. Yeah, <laughs> HBO's Crashers. Pat Helms is here. Uh, Pat Helms giving it out for the show. And the guy, this guy crashes every party you've ever been to. He comes in and he's like, "Get out of town!" Oh, executive producers Vince Vaughn and Al. Uh, is it Luke or Owen? Um, so I went into that meeting and I, I kind of regret that I didn't say, if you're feeling any sub-perceptual weakness mm-hmm. on me, it's because I'm sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I went, and cause I, I had to do stand-up recently where I had food poisoning mm-hmm. and I couldn't do it. They wouldn't trust me. They could, they could feel it. They could see the sweat at a certain point. I had I've, to actually, tell I've actually done that too. I got, I got bad food poisoning and I had to do my son's, uh, like fu- school fundraiser, mm. which is basically like a 40 minute stand-up set. And that you write, and you know, like everybody at the school is like sure. nothing but like major directors, and right. like, there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, it sounds S- terrible. And of course, you got that the lucky like, hey, wouldn't it be great if I had three solid hours of diarrhea and a high fever before I go <laughs> on? And actually, and again, it went. Your body will force you through different stuff. Right. The for the the meltdown show. So this is the adrenaline. Adrenaline that used to help us catch a wild turkey for oh, our oh, family. A wild turkey? We yeah. used to catch dire wolves and stuff. We used yeah. to catch big stuff. Look, I thought wild turkey yeah. was a funny choice. <laughs> it was a very funny choice. Was a funny They're choice. fast. They are somewhat fast and flightless. <laughs> you could catch one now. I could catch a wild you turkey. You could now. catch one. So You could first, lure it over. First time on Meltdown Show, I got 103 <laughs> fever. Uh-huh. And literally, it's right before, and like I'm leaving the house, and then I have to lie down while I was getting dressed. 
And I'm like, oh, I'm just straight up dying. High yeah. fever. But when you go to high fever, you actually feel cold. I know. So you're just like, I'm like shivering on the ground. It's the worst. I'm like pooping my pants. I'm sweating. Like pooping the pants. And I call uh, Mike Rosenstein uh, from Red Hour, who's producing the show. Right. And I'm like, Mike, is there any chance you can do it without me? I don't think this is going to work out. I think I'm maybe dying in a danger to myself. Mm. Uh, long pause. I'm going to call you right back. No, no, no. Just long pause. And I'm like, wow, it would have been so cool of him to just be like, you don't have to come. I understand you're dying. Yeah. In fact, missed opportunity. Two minutes go by. Yeah. Phone rings. It's Kumail. Hey. Hey, It'd Tom. It'd be so great. It'd be so great if you were here. Could you please just make it? It'd be so great if you were here. I, I know this is not going to make sense and to of you, course but I haven't written was... the big sick yet. Yeah. So, I really so I want you to be on one of my nine TV shows. <laughs> so... So I was like, son of a bitch, I'll go. And of course, the conversation they must have had is like, hey, Tom Lennon's dying. Wouldn't that be a good thing to add to the pilot? And of course it, it was. It was hilarious. Backstage it was so smart. Dying. It was so smart. And I was like, backstage dying the whole time. It's like when Michelle Gondry told mm. Jim Carrey not to heal his heart. Right. I don't know Perfect. if you heard I, that story. They were I just like, this will be good for the movie. I'll watch Jim and Andy, and I'll watch it. Oh, that's over what and it over and over and over and over and over again. Tell me everything. Holy smokes. Did you, you not it. see it? Oh, I did. Yeah. Tell me what I, it meant Did to I love it or was I fascinated by it? It was fascinating. Here's what, one thing I would say about it mm-hmm. um, is when you are making a film. Like Man in the Moon. For example, mm-hmm. with Milos Forman, mm-hmm. who's coming in off of, you know, like, oh, I don't know, a picture called Amadeus. Little number. A little number he cranked out yeah. with some pals yeah. called Amadeus. Go ahead and ruin the musical for the rest of all time. I saw the musical and I was like, uh, it's not as good as I'm 11 Academy Award yeah. nominations at least or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was just blown away because your time on a movie set is also the time of like the grips. Oh, yeah. And the Teamsters. Yep. And the camera operators. You're like all in an yeah. ocean of uh, packing peanuts. Like yeah. every move, Let's everyone stay feels. Together. Yeah. Everyone is affected by everything. We're all if in you this take escape, one escape room. Yes. That's right. And if there's one guy ripping bong hits and we're like, guys, we're trying to read the Sumerian. This actual escape <laughs> yeah. room. And I th- it felt like, oh, wow, there's one guy in this escape room who doesn't want anyone to escape. Yeah. And in fact, would like to keep everyone in the room. As a gag. <laughs> Tom is uh, standing and laughing. As, as, a, as a goof. As a goof. He'd be like, hey, what if, we're all, what if we all die in here <laughs> in this Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire as a goof? Wow, four. I believe that was four references. There's going to be, there's going to be. I'm going to stop counting. I'm, if I don't hit eight, <laughs> it won't feel like a real tribute to those brave women. And they were mostly young women. Thank you for that detail. <laughs> I'm here to promote a movie, but I'm not, do I say the name of it or no? You can say it. Let's do that. Intersperse. intersperse. I'm in a, uh, Heather Graham's movie, which is really funny and great. And I'm really proud of it, uh, called Half Magic. And When's it comes it out up? February the 23rd. Great. Krista Elia is in it, and uh, Angela Kinsey. How do you say it? Elia? Delia. Oh, you don't say Delia? It's like Crystal Leah. Oh, you say it all as one word, like a real paisan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crystalia. Bring me the Crystalia. So why do I say Crystalia? I like the way you say it, and the way de, that, de you, that your confidence, and the way that I feel like you could sell me a straight I guess razor. I'm straight up wrong. I didn't know. No, no, I don't no, want I'm you wrong. to stop. I'm happy to be wrong. But I do think you're he's wrong. Lo- he's really funny in the movie. He's really funny. I'm marginally funny in the movie. I like that. No, I'm all right in the movie. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he's very, very funny in the movie. It's very funny. Angela that- Kinsey's crazy funny in the movie. Stephanie Beatrice, you know Stephanie Beatrice from Brooklyn no. Nine Nine? No. Oh, she's wonderful. 
She's the future of a bunch of movies, I'm sure. Really? She's really, yeah, she's really crazy good. Killing it. Yeah, killing it. Put us in touch. Yeah. I will, okay, ready? And... You're gonna, and give, go. you're gonna give her email on on the podcast. I don't know. It's a hit podcast. So let's probably not do that. <laughs> it's a, wait, what is it? A hit podcast? It's a, oh, I thought you said is it a him? And I was like, oh, I thought we were talking about a woman. No, it is a hit podcast, right? This is a hit podcast. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's you're on a hit podcast. What does that mean? I don't know. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, what, what, what? Like, is it like people are like, oh my god, congratulations, you did it. That's a good way to put it. I yeah. wouldn't say that. No, no, no one says congratulations. There's, um, I know when they want you to come do the show. I, I first will say that you asked me to do the show probably four years ago in New York. Uh huh. And then again at <laughs> Sweat Theory. Remember? Oh, that's right. We were both sweating it out. And, yeah. Uh, do you like sweating it out? I, I love. One. I thought about buying one. I bought one. I don't understand. By the way, this is as soon as you you've t- done well. And when you're having these conversations, Thomas. Yeah, Patrick. You bought the buy you, one. You, you know what you can do infrared. now. Yeah. Can I tell you what you can? Yes, of course. By the you way, this is the conversations the... where you lose people. No, no, no. I don't think so. When it's like two assholes talking about buying infrared yeah, saunas. Yeah, we'll be careful. We'll okay. be careful. We'll sure. do a lot of bits. You can buy the panels now. So you, ha- I bet you have some sort. So of So I just area. put the panels inside my Tesla. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I can just drive my car. I just drive the Tesla that's around. That's when we lose them. Just butt naked. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wait, we lost them on the Tesla, a I made thought... in America electric car, but not on the. Yeah, don't yep. the batteries take a long time to disintegrate? Listen, no. I'm not, it's not that show. We don't even take a long time to disintegrate. Humans? We'll be done in a... Dinosaurs died out in apparently 45 seconds. What do you mean? What I mean is a meteor hit and then the... They were gone. Everything turned into... The air turned into glass for a couple seconds. Yeah, but when your Tesla yeah. is done, we're not going to hit it with a meteor. We're going to bury a battery. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sending mine into space also. <laughs> Yeah. I'm definitely. And by the way, space. this is the safest yeah. space. This is not the Defend Your Tesla show. I'm oh, glad okay. you have an electric car. I'm, it's great for the environment. Good for you. Um, and not, when not I'm, even when I'm done, you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Good. Yeah, most of the money's going to launch it into space. Um, <laughs> you just made me so laugh. When like do, we, the do we take <laughs> callers to get to the past life experience story? Or That's how do we so do funny. That? I would like to point out mm-hmm. because I will do the you know spark stance. Oh, I can follow. Fire thing I can follow a train time. of thought for hours. But I would like yeah. to point out that yeah. it's not exa- It's not one sided. We're both we're both doing it. So yeah. just know that that's open to both of us. So here's what I'm doing. So I I, I do I, have it written down. I <laughs> past life. I also uh, have sauna written down. But we're in an acapella group. And I asked you to do it four years ago. I'm in an acapella group. You asked me to do this podcast exactly four years ago. We were in the basement at Webster Hall in New York City doing a John Oliver stand-up show. Oh, wow. And you were like, Oreo pizza. And you're like, uh, I've got a podcast. I'm like, that's neat. Yeah. And you're like, will you come do it? And I'm like, I will come do it the day after tomorrow. <laughs> then I ran into you like four years later, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I don't do podcasts. I, I just can't do that. Like, it just, I don't know, it ruins your day, and it's too much time, and I can't do this. Is that still, it's not how you feel. I mean, I don't like, I don't like doing podcasts. Really? At all. No. Can I because, tell you something? And, yeah, sure. Yeah, it might make you feel better. Yeah. Uh, I some, occasionally get the I don't do podcasts yeah. response, and I go, uh, do you do Conan? Right. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, well... More people listen to my podcast. And, no, it's uh, not even that. Uh, no, it is that, though. But it is that. I can feel your vibe, and I know that's what you meant. Is that not what you meant? No. Wait. That wasn't what you meant? Okay. I don't have the numbers to back that up. Here's let's, what let's, I do know. I'm sure Here's we'll what I... Th- okay. let, me, let me break down exactly yes. what I meant by that. Yes. I wish I hadn't picked my dear friend, Conan. <laughs> but here we go. I know. You picked a lovely guy. For I some picked reason, a lovely man. you went for the height, which is interesting. Yeah. He picked another tall I'm giant. I'm just saying around – I don't know what mm-hmm. the numbers are, but a, a lot of people will hear this. But the difference is mm-hmm. it's going to be the same time commitment for you. Yeah. I'm selling this to you. You're already here. I'm here. Meaning you got to get to Conan. you got to yeah. get hair and makeup. Yep. You're going to watch 
I'm in makeup a now. But I'm in makeup now, by the way. Uh, is it weird? I can tell. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. You have to watch uh, the monologue. You have to watch uh, the first guest or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're going to hang out. Same time commitment. Yeah. Uh, this entire show is called Thomas Lennon. Yeah. This is two hours of you. Jesus, I, I'm and it exists long. forever. That's the scary thing. You got to be careful. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I hear that. I but whereas, like, I feel like there's a churn to late night. Hey, it's there. It's gone. It's there, it's oh no, it's, it's it evaporates. This, this is a thing that most like, people see when they see. You build they, it and it stands. If they see uh, your late night appearance, it's on YouTube like three days afterwards. Is generally the way that's that what goes. I'm saying. So but these people mm-hmm. are yeah. listening to you right now, I know. and believe it or not, some of them mm-hmm. don't know all the wonderful work. That so you've this done. is five. We're five, six, seven years in the making of this podcast. That's what I'm saying. But you're yeah. living in their consciousness as an intimate conversation yes. for two hours. That builds. Know, it's funny. not about manipulating people, but it does build a bond that is right. way greater than sitting on a couch and someone going, "So Tom, uh, you know." Oh wow, that was an amazing impression of any random late night host. Uh, Tom, I understand that. Uh, <laughs> You were on the set of what? What's the name of your movie? Bad, uh, bad dads. <laughs> Are you writing bad dads right now? No, I'm not, but I'm sure it exists. I bet you're going to be. It has hired to exist. To, to write bad. It has dads. to exist. Aren't, aren't, so dad, aren't dads just bad? Dads are bad. You can't make a movie called Bad Dads. Yeah, that make was a movie yeah. great dads. Yeah, yeah. That's. I feel like that's um, uh, gender normative. So I'm walking up this hill. I'm in an acapella group. Um, yes, sir. Some of our big songs that we sing. I mean, this is my high school acapella group. Okay. This is the Oak Park River Forest uh, high school acapella group. Were you having sex in high school? I, sh- I was, as a matter of fact, oh, yeah. I knew it. Do you want to go down that road for a second? Sure. Yeah, I was. Uh, I started that kind of stuff early, I guess. Really? What yeah. What age? Are we really going to that? I was 14 when I 14? Uh, lost my virginity. How old were they? Uh, the group, the bikers were <laughs> in the, uh, <laughs> They were in their um, – most of them were early 50s. This I is think. what Hunter S. Thompson wrote about. Uh, I oh, yeah, this. yeah. It was rough. The, like, the that, was bad. that was bad. This was rough stuff. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I was 14, and I was, but I was in the theater department, and stuff's going to happen when you're young and in the theater department. You mean because it's like Birdman. It's like, it's the theater, baby. It's the theater, baby. Yeah. Stuff happens. So I had a girlfriend who was slightly older. How much? She Go was, ahead. She was uh, 16, and I was 14. Okay, that's not bad. And things were uh, – yeah. I have a joke about those. I would love to hear it. it it's brief. Yeah. It's like I have friends that lost their virginity when they were 14 to another 14-year-old. And they're like, mm-hmm. it was the best. It was the best night of my life. I'm like, you Could- should stop telling people that. Yeah. Because <laughs> all we hear is, I fucked a kid and it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. I know you were a kid. I was actually – But I, was but actually I don't think you're allowed that. to think about that. No, 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 no. Like, you're not I, allowed, Tom. I'm also, I'm also don't sure. you remember it? Well, I'm also pretty sure it wasn't amazing. Yeah, no. There's Didn't no way it was. It. There's no way it was. The, the, no. Yeah. There's no way it was great. But how yeah. did it – Summer time, kids, by the way, here's a terrible detail by the time you're really amazing at sex you'll be basically you've wrapped it up yeah it's time to close shop it's cl- the shop is basically you've, what you folded up shop the circus has moved right the tents are rolled everything's on the train right once you're, you're like oh do one more show for us <laughs> no nah. you can't no you know what i'd rather do watch the crown yeah any giving uh, crown is amazing is it have you not seen the crown i'm not uh it's not that it, you were blowing every really? focus group in the world today, I look like which I like is, the crown. You should like acapella groups. Yeah, you should. You should be on the crown. <laughs> How are you not someone who comes in the crown and goes, "Oh, ma'am, I'm sorry. There's a, uh, uh, there's a mom. There's a, mom, there's an affair. reporter. Uh, there's a bit of a press. There's man. a bit of a. I'm afraid we've lost to the Indochine. No, uh, that never happened. That's France. Um, <laughs> and that's not how they would have found out. It would not have been whispered to them. Mum, the Indochine. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm glad this is a silly one. I really am. What would it, what else would it be? 
Well, some of them yeah. are a little bit more straight. Oh no, that's not me. It's it's yeah. dependent on the guest. If yeah. the guest comes and wants to be silly billies, I'll be a silly billy. Yeah. I'm t- yeah, I'm looking back. High school was very strange. Were you in the theater department in high school? No, no, I didn't get in. You came around the plays late. that I did. I, right. I I auditioned for plays. I had what I think is called like unhealthy arrogance, where I thought I deserved mm-hmm. to be the lead of the play. Right, and I didn't want to like, right, you know. Uh, earn my way in. Like, right. I remember the director told me, he was like, you would have been a great uh, Officer Krupke. Right. And Officer Dear Krupke... kindly, Sergeant Krupke. He comes out for understand. like five minutes and is harassed for being... That gets us out of yeah. I'm like, I was like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm the king of the Jets. Yeah. So I couldn't mm-hmm. pay my dues. I learned later right. that you have to. Mm-hmm. Tony. What? Tony's the king of the Jets. Yeah, I'm Tony. Or Riff. Nah, I'm not. I'm not any of the people. We need to do you're a different. Not, play. You're neither the Jets or the Sharks. We need to do a different play. We you need to do a play really, about you Mormons. are Krupke. Or in Sweeney Todd, you'd no, be. He's right. You'd be Beetle Bamford. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's right. But you know, yeah. when you're a child, you don't want to hear these things. You want right. to think that you're Captain America. Yeah, that's weird because I actually was. I went. Uh, I was uh, Mr. Depina, and you can't take it with you. Okay. He's the guy that lives in the basement. He says a line or two. Yeah, and then I, I was to, in Guys and Dolls. I was Harry the Horse, and here's his entire performance. You ready? I'm ready. Say, there, Nathan Detroit. What's the news on the crap game? That's it. I, Whole thing. I feel. And then you're in the background of Luck Be the Lady and a couple of the numbers, but mostly you say I can't do it. Say, there, Nathan's Detroit. See, my friend was mm-hmm. Ern, who was on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, Ern was in the theater and I always used to feel so bad for him because he'd have a part where he's like the janitor and he goes like another day another dollar at the end of act two it can't right. be at the beginning so you can relax it has yeah. to be at the end of act two yeah. and then he had to go for solidarity to all the rehearsals of course so janitor yeah. not even number one number two yeah. the day dollar guy yeah he's here I often I often wonder about how you keep your energy up when you're doing that these days yeah doing that yeah it's Being just that like person. you have to have a love, a reverence. I had that reverence for stand-up. I didn't have it for theater. Oh, really? Okay, I did have it. I, I was brought to a lot of theater stuff really early and some weird stuff. What do you mean weird stuff? Well, so when I was seven years old, which was 1977. Seven years away from losing it. Seven years away from losing it, which is even weirder now that you mention That's yeah. really weird. Yeah. You go up to that um, kid and go, seven years, you get into some mischief. Oh, God, no. <laughs> um, uh, my parents took me to see... Uh, Equus in London. Ooh! In nineteen seventy-seven, and there's watch the movie. There's like a twenty-minute nude scene mm-hmm. with the guy and the girl are just completely naked for like the whole like middle later part of the yeah. play. Yeah, it was crazy. And I was seven, and the usher said to my mother, "said Mum, it's not for." It was one of the guys from The Crown. Who said, <laughs> "It's not for children." And she's like, "Well, they're not really children or something." I forget what she said, but like she got him in. Yeah, and then the next night we went and saw Avita. What, what, can you tell me what Vita? doing Equus did for you? Because um, was it I what? don't know, but I'd never seen a, I'd never seen a naked lady before. Can I ask a weird one? Sure, Bush. Yes, mm. this is 1977 in London, sir. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. <laughs> um, and I remember thinking this is pretty weird. And you're like, why yeah. would they feed the horse what, like that? Oh, oh, that's no, not no, hey. Oh, I got it, got it. But here's the other thing: more than that, my parents took me to play with like full frontal nudity that goes on for a long time. They took me to a play about a young boy who blinds horses. Yeah, that's even weird. Don't well, you that know? that's the old like Fifty right. Shades of Grey came out at the same right. time as John Wick too. Right. I believe John Wick. I don't don't quote me on this, but I'm, it's like they wanted to give Fifty Shades an right. NC seventeen. Meanwhile, John Wick's an R, or maybe it's a P. It's and probably he's sawing R. people's eyeballs he saw, that's, out. It's the age old thing. It's yeah. like why are we so ashamed? Like I went Bush. Yeah. Why am I like that? Yeah. I think that's a cultural thing. It's it is like, a cultural thing. It's a fucking it's like, weird cultural thing. This is a great uh, point because – so here's the thing. I was uh, – uh, my in-laws recently didn't 
they turned off uh, the first season of Stranger Things. Why? Because of the kissing. Like uh, the kissing scene. And I was like, I... This that is your... horrifies me. My, my wife's parents. Oh. The fact that you would turn off like a, an upbeat, consensual kissing scene yep. is a little stressful when there's so much... And so here's what, what the, the way it happened was my son loves horror and he loves things that are scary. Mm. And I didn't, he's only eight. Past life. But I don't have a what great. What was he up to? I don't have a great recollection. I knew that he would love an American werewolf in London. Mm. I knew he would love it. Mm-hmm. Now, what I forgot <laughs> was there is the most unbelievably romantic sex scene in the first middle third, he meets the nurse in London. Do you have you seen it? Lately? I actually haven't seen it. Okay, first of all, it's an amazing movie. Yeah, and it's will really I fun. like it now or am I just going to go? Oh no, no, you'll I'm like it. I'm better for watching this. No, 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 you'll like it now. It's yeah, okay. it's uh, American War of London is fantastic. But out of nowhere, so we're watching the movie and I'm like, oh, this will be fun and spooky, and this is you know, it was uh, this was what led to. Michael Jackson saw American Werewolf in London and had John Landis do Thriller. You know, oh, like wow. so, it's like. And he, my son loves thrillers. So I wonder like, if when he had the idea, he heard. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, it sounds like having an idea. <laughs> I can I tell you, I want to do a bit about how Purple Rain. I think this is so funny. Yes, Purple Rain didn't exist until Prince was like. Purple Rain. Like that is funny to me. Like he was, he was just kind of workshopping, like. Like it, it didn't. It didn't exist. Really wrap your mind around it. Then he's in the shower going, Oh, no, I want to be a wicked lover. No. Rain. Yeah. Like, that is what I think comedy is. Is a man figuring out Purple Rain in the shower. Purple Rain. That is all I want to see. And I don't know if I can take audiences on that journey with me. But I'm going to try. I'm game for watching Prince in the Shower singing Purple Rain. And I think I'm just going to say that about myself right now. It's just true. And let's oh, anyway. be honest, he's fully erect. So, <laughs> and he's not even touching. So as we, uh, as yes. we are all there but for the grace of <laughs> Jehovah, go all of us. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah. watching, watching uh, Amer- you know, and I'm, wor- I'm worried that it's yeah, going to get can. a little gory because it does get a little gory here and there. And I'm like, yeah. oh, maybe this is too violent. Then... He meets the really cool British nurse and they're in London. They have the most, and I'm going to put it like this, romantic yeah. sex scene you've seen in a movie in a long time. At a certain point, and this is all on film, he's like making out with her hip bone. Yeah. And it's just luscious and it's, it's good more, natured. It's more intimate than like just a labia. Oh, no. It's yeah. way more intimate. Yeah. And it's, it's also, like, did you see uh, Don't yeah. Look Now? Oh, of course. Where they're like in well, the bathroom rumor, that's together. That's famous like – were they really fooling around scene? Right. But I yeah. also mean the bathroom scene where she's peeing, he's naked, brushing his teeth. Like oh, there's, it's, it's it shows so intimate. intimacy in, in a, a way totally that you're like, way. oh, like yeah. I shouldn't be seeing this. No, you like, feel like you're really yeah. – this. now you're in this. They're yeah. married. I get it. I believe yeah. it. Uh, same in – weirdly the same in uh, American World of London. Like oh. it, it's, it's genuinely – kind of erotic in a way that you haven't seen in a while. Right. Because it's not like, you know. It's the story of Boogie Nights. Now we're just like, tits! Yeah. We're, Lick yeah. on the tits! Yeah. yeah, we're not, it was not that. It's it's also crazy slow. Yeah. And really neat. 
And I was sitting there thinking, now my son's seeing this, and I'm like, son of a bitch, I boned it up. I made a bad call. You had so much time to think about. I'm like, I got a lot of time to think about this. Now he's making out with her hip (laughs) bone, like right in front of us. This is weird. I was going to stop it. And I'm also like, well, son of a bitch, you got to, that's apparently a great move. Yeah. So. If her performance is to be believed. uh, So, and then my, here's the thought I came back to was, well, shit, would I rather that he's seeing like Saw. Yeah. Where they're like, I've thrown you in a bin of needles, and you've got to shove, right, right. you've got to shove a needle in your <laughs> right. scrotum to escape. <laughs> and I'm or, but my scrotum's already full of needles. You need nine needles in your scrotum. There's got to be like thirty-eight needles you in get my out scrotum. Of the room. Or would I rather <laughs> see like two people like kissing and yeah? Well, I'll tell you what they say. Uh, yeah, everywhere but here. What's that? Show the bush. Yeah. And stop, like, you shove, I will shove nine square needles in your scrotum. <laughs> it's a weird thing yeah. that when you, you watch the... You have to saw off your boobs yeah. to leave, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. to get out of my cave. And yes, there'll be a gaping, dripping shot. Yeah, it's like, what? why? Why? When did we... I what know. happened? I want to know. Right. Anyway, watch American Werewolf of London. I also... We, Great hip told me that, you, that this mm-hmm. the breath spray, you love it. Well, you know, I used to smoke cigarettes. Have you talked about this a lot? No. Okay. Not very much at all. I used to smoke cigarettes a ton. Oh, oh! I used to smoke a lot of. You cigarettes. seem like you commit to whatever you do. Yeah, whatever like you're I'm really doing. fit, so I feel like you, that mm, favors you. Maybe, but whatever I do, I used to you know, do you a lot. Oh, because you never feel it. You never feel like that. Oh, you don't feel like you're in good shape. Mm, That's the part you had issue with. Yeah, most but, people. I, I think. Do you ever wonder what it's like to be other people? Sure. I look at your billboard. Your billboards are all around town, and I think, oh, he must be so happy. It's interesting. How are you? Well, I'm waiting to find out, you know. So you're in, you're in a little bit of turmoil. And I, I haven't been. And you would love to do it, but also... Yeah, you know these feelings. Yeah, so and then you'd also of... be like, well, if it doesn't work out, I'm gonna, I can do... There's tons of other stuff I can do. I can yeah, tour. you know I this. Stuff. I, I feel like you, you've been sent to me. This is the conversation Val and I are, are having. Yeah. It's, it's a show that's very important to me. Of course. It involves a lot of people that aren't me. And yeah. I 100% want to keep doing it. Of course. And then you also... You know, usually they, they told us last time after four episodes, and yeah. now they're like, we need more time. And I was like, well, that that's not, like, great. You know? No. So suddenly I start getting agitated. You start wrapped around the wheel. No. The amount of – and this is something that I I think is important. And I actually think that – I'm, some... I'm a lot older than you right now. I'm probably – I'm 47 years old. So you're, what, 30-something? I want to work on this self-esteem, yeah. Thomas. You're so, a good-looking, fit, young thanks. man. So <laughs> I, it's taken to this point in my life mm. – to realize this, and it's a big thing to realize, which is, I think you always think that you're going into most situations and you have anxiety about it. You know, like you have anxiety about how's this going to go? Mm. Oh my God, what did I say? What am I going to say? Are these people judging me? Like the meeting I had with HBO where I was sick and I was like, they can yeah. see that I'm sweating. Exactly. Yeah. And what you're not thinking about is that everyone else has all those same anxieties. Right. Everyone. Right. And even even when you get to meet like famous, powerful people, it doesn't matter. They right. still have those anxieties. Johnny Depp is like, I should have said John. Yes. Why did I say Johnny? No. It's not it's it's the most universal thing. So it's yeah. but it's really easy to get wrapped up in your head about all this stuff that totally. you're doing. And then it's funny you'll be like you'll do something or say something. And sometimes I'll look up like, oh my God, was that the wrong thing to say? Like I like um I made a joke on the red carpet the other night. I'm in a, the Clint Eastwood movie that's coming. I'm also in Half Magic, which is what I'm here to promote. Heather yeah. Graham's movie, which is really funny and amazing. Yep, Half Magic. I believe it's out Chris Delia's fe- in, in February. It, uh, February 23rd. But at one point I was like... 23rd? Uh, they're like, uh, hey, you're excited to be in the movie? And, I'm, and there's a camera on me, and I'm like, not only am I excited, 
watch me go tickle the shit out of Clint Eastwood because he was standing like a foot away from me. Yes. <laughs> and it was a funny bit. And then, of course, I realized, like, oh, I'm like, oh, my God, what if this goes viral? Like, this is so dumb. Why did I say that? He's a legend. That was a dumb joke. Yeah. Like, I'll be, I'll look like an asshole. Right. That was dumb. And it was dumb, but it was just something I said. Well, maybe it was. And silly. then you realize later, like, oh, no one, no one cared. That's <laughs> like, something no one that, cares about. That's what Jed says, too, is like, it's no like, one cares. comfort and no one cares. But what, you know, yeah. what's funny is, you know, what calmed me down is in the, a similar vein. Yeah. Because I literally calmed down. Yeah. In between being at home and coming to this podcast. Yeah. I was trying to center myself to talk to you, right? Sure. And also just because I want to be centered. Yeah. And you know what calmed me down? What's that? Remembering we're on a planet. And then I, go- oh, yeah, yeah. I Google image searched photos of Earth from space. Oh, don't do that. No, I loved it. We're I- so far away. There's nothing, there's nothing around us. I know. No, no, well, here's no, the thing. No, but things. I loved it. I, I felt like my stress went, like yeah. I found the valve and it just went away. It is amazing. There's also apparently something like several billion planets that are identical to Earth in like makeup and size and how close they are to their star. There's like billions, like, and literally, but we, but we can't get there. We, we're just no, no. We'll, ne- we'll never get there, probably. Right. But but they, we know they exist. So theoretically, there's several billion planets. But theoretically like means as a theory. Sure, of course, right. But so they're saying there's a high mathematical probability, very probable yeah, right, right. that there's right. lots and lots. If there's of billions Earths. of them, they can't be wrong. There's at least dozens. Of them. <laughs> By the way, what if there's two other ones? Yeah, That's yeah, weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. That means there's two other South Beach yep. Miamis. But I don't even need. <laughs> Think about that. I don't Think even about that. I don't even need the theoretical billions because when you're looking at an infinite expanding right. space, I'm just like, well, there's infinite possibilities. Right. I'm surprised when you just fly over the United States. You're like, wow, this is, the desert went on for like a long two time. hours. Yeah, a long So imagine time. the universe. This is still New Mexico. When the desert is, feels like two hours. Yeah. And you're like, no, How, there's know. nothing out there. But that really – And then you look up. I know. Oh, there's a lot out there. No, I look but up. It's, yeah. That really calmed me down, though. Yeah. You go, like, look at this game that all the cells of this body, the planet being a body where it's cells mm-hmm. playing. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, and it's silly. It's Here's silly that I'm going, like, I hope my what's your over, show goes. What's, what's your over-under on humans in general? Like, how do I feel what's about it? What's the outside window that we're still around? When? That's what I'm asking. What is your outside window that humans are still, like, on Earth and we're fine? Oh, um... 200 years? You think? No. <laughs> wow! Well, well, let's see. So, you don't think we have two hundo? Two hundo? You think Oliver's grandchildren are going to watch the world burn? They're probably... Reference I, to Dark Knight noted! I hope they're going to get in the pod <laughs> and be safe. Right. But... Oh, you think they're going to McConaughey that shit and talk to you through God, books? God, I hope so. <laughs> Book talk. I'm, I'm recording a lot of books. Ah! For, yeah. I've recorded a lot of... Um, oh, by the way, speaking of... Mm-hmm. They're going to use this podcast to reconstruct your personality. Oh, that, that'd be easily done. Of course it will. Oh, yeah. But I, again... Especially on, with all the DNA on the microphone. You're not going to get yeah. a very uh, good conversation with, right. with uh, great-great-great-great-granddad so from what, uh, Late Night Appearances what's your Podcasts. Over-under, what's your over-under on, or on, on just... No, Earth's going to be around, obviously. But what do you think the over-under on humans is? 500 years? Yeah, I don't really give it a lot of thought. I once ta- somebody told me, like, hey, you should buy a place in Hawaii. And then someone told me, in 100,000 years the Hawaiian islands are going to sink back into the ocean from the weight of the volcanoes. They're, like, just crushing down. Huh. But in, So in 100,000 years, the islands will be back underwater. Wow. And I was like, well, that sucks. And I was like, I can't ever, like, invest any affection in Hawaii knowing that in 100,000 years it's going to be gone. Yeah, but then it'll reemerge even greener. You think? 
Oh, that's yeah, your. That's your, what your it does. This is based off. You're based on basing things off the movie Moana, not Earth, not, yes. not Earth science. Yeah, yeah. That's when someone sings an amazing I song to staring at these right. islands, these going islands. under mm-hmm. the water, mm-hmm. only to reemerge. Um, one of uh, someone Greener. I know was was dressed <laughs> was dressed as that island mother creature from Moana. The the dark the dark one. Whatever she's called. No, the the wonderful like the mother. The planet. grandmother. Yeah, no, oh. the, 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 literally the island who's a character. Yeah. Tafiti. Tafiti. So Tafiti. there was a Tafiti coming up the street, and I was like, oh my god, you're Fiona from Shrek. Hilarious. Did I've you? never felt worse. Did she Long not? pause. Oh. Well, it was like, you're all green. Yep. Yeah. Was she? It didn't go over great. Not happy. It sucked. Yeah. It, there was a moment where it sucked. And then I just kind of looked around, and I acted like I didn't know what was happening. Here's my question. Yeah. You know, there, there's a lot of things. Uh... <laughs> and then what? You know, you figure out that, like, I think it's silly that you wouldn't buy something in Hawaii because of the 100,000 years. 100, everything's no. on fire. You want to talk about Buddhism, everything's going. We're writing right. our story on running water. Right. So why not just uh, buy why a not? place in Hawaii? Well, you can, because you can rent anything these days, by the way, in VRBO. And the other thing is, but that stressed me out as soon as I knew that, like, the Hawaiian VRBO? Vacation rental by owner. Not, we're not, who, who sponsors this podcast, by the way? Oh, it is VRBO. Shit. Well, wait. Let me just let's do a commercial for them. It'll be okay. fun. By the way, I'm in the movie Half Magic. It comes out February 23rd. February 23rd. It's yeah. easy to remember because 23rd is kind of like a magic number. It is. And I don't know why, but it's all oh, because well, it's Jordan's number 23rd. comes out. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of, like, which is, yeah, a lot there's a lot of 23 things. is a good It one. didn't work for the movie, the number 23, which I saw. I uh, did you see the number okay. 23? I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. This is probably the best conversation I've ever had in mind. I feel like you and I could talk for years. Do you? You're enjoying yourself? I'm loving it. Okay, good. Because I really have to. So I'm going to take a short – can we take a short – Yeah, we can take a break. break. But first, and then, our sponsor, VR – what? VRBO. Vacation rental by owner. You've never rented a vacation No, I, I'm an Airbnb. Airbnb. Yeah. Oh, Airbnb. Airbnb. I believe I said sure. Airbnb. There's a bunch of those. Airbnb. <laughs> More like Airbnb. Which is any Bob. You can literally bring any Bob you want. <laughs> Bob Balaban. <laughs> Bob, Z- Bob Zemeckis. Air Bob and Bob. You just get – you get one sent to your door. Go pee-pee. And when you do, look in the mirror With all the say, ingredients. hey, they're would, good looking. That would make a Bob. <laughs> or, uh, and then or we'll come back. And then I'm going to tell the past life story. Yeah. And we yeah. got breath spray. We got a lot of things. Oh, so much stuff. Germs. Go, 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 go. That's great. Go, hit it, go, hit go, it. Go, go, go. <laughs> go. Where are we going? Um, tell your past life story. So, um, in this acapella group in Oak Park River First High School, now we had, this was a cool thing, our acapella choir group, every other year, because you can only be juniors and seniors were in it, but every other year, they would go to Europe for like three weeks. Hmm. Like in the summer. That's a good reason to join. It was a great reason to join, and you would tour... And usually you're playing either like churches mm-hmm. or like old folks homes. Old folks homes. Yeah, is that true? Yes. And you know what? The audiences were very appreciative. Like you get a bunch of really old German pensioners yep. hanging out in their church. And I get it. They're just excited. Here's a bunch of kids from America singing, Ezekiel saw the wheel, way up in the middle of the air. Ezekiel saw it's the wheel. It's making me happy. Way in the middle of the air, in the, the middle, big, big wheel middle, runs on faith, the middle, and the little wheel the runs by the, the grace air, of God, a God, wheel in a wheel, way in the middle. And then we knock out a song that goes like this. <laughs> to as Petros, at super hang Petra, edifica, Anyway, okay. So old German people. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what the fuck? 
are they doing? It's great. Mm-hmm. You know, like, hang on, here come a bunch of kids. And it's positive. As I get positive. older, when I see people like dancing or singing, I'm just like, good for good you. God like, bless. I really, I you do. You know what you're not doing? Shoving needles in each other's scrotums. Right, yeah, Making yeah. them escape from a dungeon. It's true. Escape from a, some sex dungeon. You're so, making people less afraid. So we were in, we were touring around, singing for very old people in France and Germany, <laughs> mostly, and maybe a tiny bit of Italy. <coughs> bless you. And a little Dissacoff. bit of Austria. Dissacoff. I understand. I understand. Nothing happened. Um, <laughs> and so uh, we're in a little town called Rosheim. In France, which is a cute little town. It's got a well in the middle of it. It looks just like, uh, remember when Belle wakes up in Beauty uh-huh. and the Beast Same and she one. sings this quiet provincial yeah. town? There I live in a small town. More than this. And I read. <laughs> Why do I, they I, judge me for my reading? I believe that's word. That's literally yeah. word for word. Yeah. How it goes. I hope one day mm-hmm. I meet a werewolf. I'm going to read. <laughs> and I'm going to fuck a wolf. <laughs> An American werewolf in London. And he's going to make out with my hip bone. <laughs> Seriously, watch it. It's crazy. It's just crazy. <laughs> By the way, American Werewolf in London is basically the reason that my writing partner, Ben Grant, went to NYU. Why? Because at one point he wears an NYU sweatshirt in that movie and Ben's like, yeah, I got a guy over there. That's he says this openly. I'm like, oh, wow. But I would, same, same reason for me. I was like, that's cool. It's famous. Yeah, it's also, yeah. isn't it where Theo wanted to go on the Cosby show? Probably. Probably. He did go to Hillman. Yeah. But... He wanted to go to NYU, I think. Let's uh, start taking calls about the Cosby's. Uh, call number um, one. Oh, wait. It's lighting up and caller. it's not about Theo. Let's go to the big board. <laughs> the, so, all these calls are not about Theo. Here's a, this is literally the only experience I've had like this in my life. So we're in – I'm probably 18 years old, I guess, and we're in the town of Rosheim, France. Mm-hmm. And a bunch – six or eight of us just took a long walk up the hill outside of town. We're just walking up the hill, walking up the hill, walking up the hill. And by the time we got to the top of the hill – I hadn't really looked back, and then I turned around, and I looked down, and it was a view that I'm certain I'd seen thousands of times in my life, if not hundreds of times. Positive. It was just positive. It was so ingrained in my memory. Whoa. And I have no French relatives. I don't have – I've never spent much – Yeah. Yeah. It was just weird. It was just one of these weird moments where you're like, oh, I've seen this over and over and over again in my mind somewhere. I think later on – I didn't say anything at first because it was was distressing and strange. But you did tell them. And later on, I told them, yeah. In what key? Yeah, I told them, they're like this. <laughs> I said, I've always been here. Rosheim is the shining, and I am the always the caretaker. Uh, oh, interesting. But you, you, you felt in that moment what? How did, it, how did that revelation feel? That's, that's... It just felt, uh, it felt, uh, it's, I mean, it felt in a weird way sort of cathartic. It was a, very, it was a pleasing feeling. It wasn't, it <coughs> yeah. wasn't really frightening. It was remarkably upbeat, and I've never had anything like that ever again. Yeah. Ever. That was the one... But no part of you is like, I should vacation there? Go back? There's not much there. I mean, it's just a quiet provincial town. There's a girl who reads... There's not much there. That's yeah. great. That There's means a girl you can who like reads probably... Like, Fuck wolf. Yeah, but you could figure out how long that view has been there, right? Right. I just got your bit. There's a girl mm-hmm. who reads. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So you know mm-hmm. you, the architecture was part of your view. It, it Clearly. So well, what I'm saying is you could find out how old that village is. You could yeah. find potentially the family you were in. Right. If, if, this is, if there's anything remotely true to this. But, you know, I mean, most matter. This is, yep. Do you believe in reincarnation or the afterlife? Right I now? do. Yeah. Uh, I'm open to it. What, what, believe what's sounds your, like what's I, your belief I haven't on figured out. Can I, can I uh, run this Absolutely, fight? please. I do want to say this is one of the reasons why I'm being a little bit more deliberate about the images I'm letting into my brain. Because of course. you had this experience. Yes. And had could have been, could have been, now, could have been coincidence. You would have been. Sure. Of I, I don't think you need to worry too much about the listeners going sure. like they believe everything. They, yeah. they, they enjoy, I think, listening to open 
uh, green, yeah. green light conversation. Sure. So let's say it is real. Right. But uh, if, you, if that happened to you today, mm-hmm. you might go, well, I saw it online. And you wouldn't even know. Oh, that's Or you saw it on one of the countless Keep hours Keep in mind there was no – yeah, there was no internet. That's yet. what I'm saying. So you yeah. saw fewer images. So we had a more intimate Not and fewer. close – You probably <clears> – I probably in a day yeah. see as much imagery – That's it. As I saw from the time I was born till the time I was that's right. 21, 22 as years old. As we continue to probably. create information. You know how they say like every day we create more or we fill, data. YouTube gets filled with – like right. like hundreds of hours, thousands of hours every day. And guess what? People yeah. are consuming it. So yeah. we're watching way yes. more. So what I'm concerned with in my own life yeah. is I'm losing touch with my own image-making ability. Oh, and my is own everything just stuff from – That is, goes back to my concern is about – everything – are you having now just become the mimeograph machine exactly. of, mimeograph coming of up again. crappy memories of things you've seen? I was talking with Shane Moss about this. That's I was a rough like, one, yeah. picture Tara mm-hmm. Reid. Picture – Son of a bitch. O- I just Olivia pictured her, her boob popping uh, out. With this, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like picture Warren Beatty. Like we know – yeah. We have millions, it seems, not literally. We have so many people that we know, so many faces right. we know, so many places we know that are not our own. Wouldn't it be interesting to try to think of something that you can't picture? What's think something you can't picture? Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's tough because I can even picture like war zones. You know, I can picture like, you know, Sarajevo and I can picture like – you can picture a lot. Yeah, I get but I wondered if people used to have these feelings when they hadn't been inundated with imagery of everything that's ever happened. Well, I now believe in mm-hmm. the turn of the century as depicted by these movies that I like. Right. You know what I mean? Sure. Like really being there right. would have been very different. Well, the, the one thing about it is that none of them come with smells. Uh, and the vast majority of – so I was in New York a couple of days ago. And most of my of smells. interaction with New York is through smells. Yeah. Because the subways really, really, really specific. Yeah. Here's something I said in New York recently. Yeah. I went, that's poop and pee. Yep. There's <laughs> the, that burn nut smell that's just wafting everywhere. Yeah. Those nuts that somebody has yeah. let burn too long on yeah. the little <laughs> grills. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's burnt nuts. You know you're close to the park when you get the like the kind of horse poop thing. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. But the internet has no smell. Have you seen the yeah. the master? I've not seen The Master. Was it good? One of my faves. Really? Um, and they talk about one of the things that, you know, I, it's, I think it's based on Scientology. I know the movie is. Uh, it was vaguely ba- – it's based on an, an L. Ron Hubbard type. An L. Ron Hubbard type. Right. You sure. know what L. Ron Hubbard's first name is, right? It's my favorite first name in the history of the world. Wait. Lafayette. Lafayette. Lafayette Ron Hubbard. And he went by L? Mm-hmm. I'd, you know. Isn't that an amazing first name? Lafayette. Lafayette! <laughs> but they talk about time travel through hypnosis, right? Sure. And the thing that they say is mm-hmm. the feel of a room mm-hmm. is different when people are clothed in the fabric of another time. Sure. Even like the mm-hmm. – not let's not say vibrations, but the feel. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing a 2018 T-shirt. Mm-hmm. That's why I was saying when I would make up a false memory, mm-hmm. I would think about like an old shirt. Right. You know what I mean? Like it looks tailored. It's like my only shirt. One thing I'll say about the old time clothes. I've worn light. vintage clothes on a couple of different things. Even on like another period, mm. the clothing is like old, really old vintage stuff. Ah, well. Some of it. And uh, it fucking hurts. It's oh, scratchy. Really? The collars are terrible. Yeah. You might not like the turn of the century because the wool, yeah. like – if your genitals are probably in a constant state of rashiness yeah, yeah, yeah. from just the heat yep. and the saddle rashes yep. and the witchery yeah. and just the, just <laughs> and the, the curses, the that, curses are on you. that are being put on you by local <laughs> witches. I mean, there's, and I'm going a little, maybe a little deeper than you wanted to go, but yeah. the, 
Old timey clothes really sucks. Yeah, no, you haven't I, worn it in a while. No, I understand. I'm wearing like, yoga pants. I actually, I told Val, you know what it's like filming many seasons of a show. Sure. Uh, now I'm like, if I can wear yoga pants, I'm, I'm wearing. Here's yoga. what I thought. First thing I thought when I saw you walking in yoga pants across mm-hmm. the street, mm-hmm. son of a bitch, and I've got some yoga, couple of nice sets of yoga pants at home. I'm like, why don't why I have the I fucking them? courage to do that? Uh, courage. Because I'm wearing like a. Because they look kind of bad. It looks. Bad. Well, it looks like you're very, very relaxed. <laughs> but my first two things that I thought. You know how you um, my my point about everybody's coming into every situation with their own anxiety. Sure. I looked at what you were wearing and I'm like, why don't I have the confidence to just wear yoga pants and show up somewhere? Yeah, I, I think it's that. different on me too. I remember Nick Kroll saying the best dressed yeah. guy is often the most insecure person. Oh, I always doubt. I always look yeah. at it the other way. If yeah. you wear a suit, I'm like, look at this confident. No, 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 no. It's yeah. <laughs> well, you're a well dressed guy. Well, I'm getting more casual as I get older. By the way. Not yoga pants casual. <laughs> I'm not quite at – I have a pair of like what, – what would you call them? Like hybrid yoga pants. Uh-huh. They're yoga pants that look more like a regular pant. I understand. Yeah. But they're comfy. They're very comfortable. I just want to be comfy. What, how are you – And then on? I would put a pair of silk long underwear under them. Ooh. And you're just like – you're in heaven. Silk long underwear? That's the regular like a thermosilk. Like regular like go to REI and just get the, the oh, silk long underwear. Of course. It, it's like a dream. And then you put that on under the casual yoga pants. Suddenly you're like you're basically your bottom half. This is half, why you're hard all day. Your bottom half is in a womb. Yes, and you're hard all <laughs> day. I wanted to put out a fake comedy record called Never Saw. <laughs> that's an amazing. Why would you? I why why a, would that be fake? Ah, Pete Holmes, Never Saw. Why would that be? That's like as if I saw a poster, I'd be like, well, of course, that's a good title. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. How are you doing all the many seasons of your shows? Because I, I appreciated. There's there's not a lot of uh, you know people I can talk to I guess about mm-hmm. the day to day. You you were on a show where you were in a majority of it. Mm-hmm. How did you do with that? Uh, Reno nine one one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you've been in other things where you're yeah, in the sure. majority of it, but but we uh, you know Ben and I work like it's a, you know it's just a compulsion with us. Like most things we do, we never do anything like a little bit. You know, so if we do something we i mean reno 911 we were up every day at five we wrote the outlines of everything we ever did mm. we edited every single scene extensively and then so you know it was a it, it it's just like a it's like a passion thing we just were passionate you're people. into it yeah so you weren't uh you know put upon that you're like got to do love it i love you it. love it i love it in fact i probably function the best when i'm like Super overextended, and the one thing I will find, and maybe you'll find this is true. You've got the podcast, you've got your TV show, you do <laughs> a lot of comedy. Busy people get way more done than yeah. That's what my dad it, says. It he compounds. Goes, if you but want someone true. to get something done, ask a busy. But it's person. not. It's absolutely not false. No, it's true. I yeah. if I'm in the flow in a rhythm of like just doing stuff, that's when I'm making you just phone start calls getting and stuff answering done. emails, and, and I, you'll organize things, and you'll get things. And you're like, you know, that nothing's happening between the hours of five and eight. That's let's when do I something. Do that. Let's yeah, let's yeah. do something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. As opposed to what we say on the show all the time, looking down the barrel of an open day. <laughs> that's rough. That's rough. <laughs> you're not good with that. No, I'm not good with that. What does it feel like to not have a lot to do? Um, I don't know. It hasn't come up that much. I spent the lot, most of the last year writing a novel. Is that right? Yeah. So you really want to fill it. I gotta fill it. I can't. There's nothing. I can't. You don't have any fantasies of like planting some kale. <laughs> I would. I could see being a uh, a very busy farmer who also like <laughs> your your crop who, looks like Jumanji. Yeah, of course. We've also we've got a, like a yeah. Obviously, we've got a movie wow. studio in the back. And, 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 but but I also enjoy it. I'm happy to hear that you enjoy. When, it. Do you think you will ever? Get to a point where you're like, hey, I did it. This was really fun. I'm gonna like enjoy the rest of my life and be cool. Well, that's a big question. I. I'm always wonder about that. And what do you think? I don't know. 
I I feel it's so interesting. I can't come to terms. I think I get a good look at the ambitious, yes. needy mm-hmm. showbiz person in me, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes I have enough scary. space yeah. from him that oh, I can good. go. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it can yeah. get scary. But then once I think I have him figured out, sometimes he does uh, find a way to be like, right. You know, well, there's that endless thing of like, oh, make hay while the sun shines. If they want you to do it, you should be well, doing Berbiglia it. Well, Berbiglia says you're playing pro ball. Yeah. Your make salary is inflated because you should do yeah. it while you can. Yeah. Make hay while the sun shines. But then you're, you've made enough hay, though. I don't know. Do you think? I don't know. I don't know. I'm talking about cash money. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Bread. I knew I knew word for word cabbage. <laughs> I believe I believe the cheddar is the cheddar, cheddar. something some people stay. Yeah, yeah, your cheddar baked biscuits. Yeah. You've stacked a, a pretty good pile <laughs> of cheddar baked bisque. But it's hard to say. Who knows? You just but you never feel like great, done, did it, great. It always just feels you always feel like there's something more, maybe. Uh, it makes oh. me sad to think that. It makes me sad to think it too, but then that's my permanent state, so then I must be in that state. To just churn out stuff. No, yeah, well, but, not just churn out stuff, but... Oh, I don't mean it that way. I, but the reason I you have to churn stuff out also is because, especially in the movie, like, if you write studio movies, they'll throw most of them away. Right. You know, most of them just get immediately into the... You know, Trashed. Yeah. Or, you know, you'll have a movie star attached, and then they'll like, be like, oh, this will be a neat thing for me to do. And then later on, they're just like, nah, I don't feel like that. Really? Oh, sure. That happens all the time. Did you have a big fish yeah. on the line? We often do. I mean, we, you know, yeah. we, we've got a lot of studio movies. What makes going them go away? Change of moods? No, they just, or, the, you know, the studio executive gets fired, or they won't make their deal, or they just got something else comes along, and, you know, right. things are whimsical. To us, it's like a, a show. It's like I got that show at the Meltdown, and yeah. it's like, oh, but then I got the show at the Improv. I'm going to yeah. take the one at the Oh, my God, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, pay, it pays more, more yeah. people see it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I've imagine, seen a yeah. little bit of that. And then yeah. you have to go like, well, the movie business has been weird. It's just weird what do you lately. mean? It's just a weird. Business. Oh, the whole, yeah, the whole movie climate of the movie business. Yeah, yeah. I have a fantasy mm-hmm. of like you talk about like if the show were to go away, one of mm-hmm. the things I would want to do is I have a movie idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I say that, of course, I want to know that I've reserved that idea until it's saying that phrase until I really felt like I had it. Like right. Really well, I, the, I wrote a novel this year, and I. I've been wanting to write a novel for probably twenty years. That's what I'm saying. But That's I never exactly what I'm did it until yeah. I really fully had the fully realized thought. And That's I was what like, I'm saying. This is it. Yeah. Is like you, and I'm sure you get this, and I'm sure you've had it, uh-huh. and I'm sure you've had it go away. But you go yeah. like, "This is the special movie idea," yeah. and it's not even for me. Actually, so I, it's not like a vanity. I hadn't piece. had that till like now. Is that right? And I'm older than you, so that's interesting. But I hadn't had, you know, there's a lot of work that we do. Well, Reno 911, I mean, like, the TV work to me was often very special. Yeah. Reno 911 was special. The State was special. Viva Variety was special. Yeah, you got, like, started off on a pretty, like, we started. Yeah. We do it our way and we make it our way. We did. And then we became, like, major mainstream studio people, which is weird. What was, we the, what was the hump there? Finish what you're saying and then we'll talk about the process. Um, the, what was the cr- crossover? Was I, yeah. we we came to LA to do like the last season of Viva Variety, mm-hmm. and uh, Michael Patrick Jan from the state had been hired to direct uh, an adaptation of this book called "You Are Going to Prison," uh-huh. um, which is by Jim Hogshire, and it was about it was a practical guide by a guy who'd been to prison three times about wow. what to do if you get arrested. He has an amazing piece of advice in the book, which was, <laughs> you know, there's basically two major types of handcuff keys. And he's like, you can get them. Like, sometimes there's federal handcuff keys and there's state handcuff keys, but it's not, there's not tons. What? So if you keep them on a long chain around your neck, there will be times when you've been arrested that you can get out of the handcuffs <laughs> if you've been arrested, locked behind in front of your back, in what? front of your chest. So there's stuff like that in it. So. <laughs> 
You're like, oh, well, that's kind of an interesting idea. Why aren't you carrying handcuff keys with you? You yeah. might need to flee. You know what's easier? Yeah. Uh, don't well, obviously, <laughs> don't obviously, rob a liquor store. So, <laughs> I mean, so uh, Mike Jam was like, "Hey, I know the two guys from the state. I think could could totally write this movie." And he brought in Ben and I. Can I yeah. ask one? Sure, because you're such a great guest, by the mm-hmm. way. Thanks. I just want to say, I just did Larry King, and he, sure. he said something nice to me. He was like, "You know what the host wants, and you know what the host wants." Mm-hmm. I'm giving you the same compliment. Oh, thanks. Is because I'm like, what it was it, and then you tell the book, and then you tell me a good part of the book. There you go. I want to di- ring the bell one more time. Bing. Is it true the whole like beat somebody up or become somebody's bitch thing? Uh, it, that seems to be pretty much true. Yeah, really. The, uh, in the book, there was another. I was thing. hoping so much that wasn't true. Oh my god, the, there's the, no third category. Just like be quiet. No, and be there's cool. something way worse. Which oh was, no. He said on some nights that when you first get into like federal prison. They would do something called circling the wagons. Oh, no. Where they move all the bunks in so no one can see, and then they knock your teeth out. And they just beat up the new person. You know, and then you, you, they knock your teeth out so you can't bite their dick off. Oh, I'm sorry. They really do knock your teeth. You're not using Yeah, a- no, no, this happens. Apparently, yeah. They knock this is all teeth. in Check Out the Book, You Are Going to Prison by Jim Hogshire. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's called circling the wagons. Oh, God. We did that as a bit on Reno 911. We did a, a, a deputy junior gave a tour of the jail. To a bunch of like Cub Scouts. Oh no! And of course, we shot them separately, so the kids were never there. But Ben gave told the stories of like you know they're going to circle the wagons on you and they'll knock your teeth out so you give better BJ's in jail. Oh god! <laughs> and then we just cut to these kids. Oh <laughs> no! It was an amazing. That's bit. like Chris Rock, like the yeah. toss salad guy. Toss salad guy. Yeah, yeah. you don't mm-hmm. want it. The, mm-hmm. the, prison, the worst thing. The worst I, I don't yeah. understand why these things happen. Like it's prison. It's not. I know. It shouldn't be a free for all. I used to have a bit. Yeah. Where I was like, like it wouldn't come up to me. You shouldn't be able to. Do like, this. if you're going to toss somebody's salad, why wouldn't you do it in the outside world, where you could find amazing people's salads to toss? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why do you just one Craigslist ad? You're hey, tossing salads all day. Bring a salad over, and you're going to get, <laughs> you're going to get fresh bottoms. You're going to get bottoms from around the world. <laughs> but I feel like in the joint, it's the worst case scenario. Nobody's seen a bidet in ages. Oh my god. You're at best, really... at best, they've done a nuts and butts horse bath. Yeah, at best, <laughs> nuts and butts, buddy. Why isn't it being marshaled though? Why have we turned our backs on prisoners uh, so hard? And you know, there's wrongly. I love that people when we're talking there. about tossing salads, you just talk about turning your back on prisoners because uh, that's exactly when you will get your salad tossed. Um, Play the toss salad song, please. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we don't have one. Um, so anyway, so Michael Patrick Jam was hired to uh, direct that movie. He said. Oh, I think these two guys from the state, because Ben and I had – we'd been working on some state movie ideas for a while. Um, for one, the state? Yeah. One was called Beer Runners, where uh, it was the future and Earth couldn't grow hops anymore, so beer didn't exist. Huh. So we send a team like uh, – basically like um, one of those meteor movies. We send a team out to space to try yeah. to, to yeah. get – it was called so to get, like on a beer run. <laughs> um, that was one of them. There was some, some of them. They ranged from that to much worse. Mm. Um, <laughs> That's not bad. And oh, I don't mean it that way. I mean that's good. No, it was not amazing either. Yeah. But so we, uh, all the state movie stuff failed, and then Mike brought us in. He was like, "Hey, they want me to direct this thing. Will you guys write the script?" We did. We wrote a script that was like an NC seventeen prison comedy. Uh, it was unproducible. It was too too much it was circling. Rough. It was rough. It was too just much rough. circling. Too many wagons. And, um, and so, but because it was, it stood out, and it was weird, and we wrote it blacklist. Yeah, we wrote it like a sketch movie, so everything it was just funny the whole way through, and right, and um, it it got passed around a lot, mm-hmm. and it became our calling card into the movie 
business. Like where you wrote that crazy ass. Script. People were like, "Yeah, we'll never make this movie in a million years." But it was so funny. We laughed out loud that we gave it to other people. They laughed out loud. Come in and meet with us on this Martin Lawrence movie called Rebound. <laughs> we're like, "All right, wow. cool." So that was our our entree into mainstream studio writing. Was a completely unmainstream movie, which they eventually did make. Bob Odenkirk directed it. And it was Let's called go uh, Let's Go to Prison. Yeah. But it wasn't the NC-17. Not at all. It was real. It was uh, – Bob did a nice job though. It was – I saw some rough cuts that were really good and then the studio got involved because they thought it seemed funny and they wanted to make it a big release, hmm. which it should not – definitely should not have been. Right. It was not a big like multiplex movie. Right, right. But they got in. They gave it like a really upbeat ending and they changed a bunch of stuff. They changed all the music, which originally had been um, – Harmonica. Uh, it was a what's her name? Meg White from the White, White Stripes. The White. Uh, uh, the, yeah. yeah. White Stripes. Yeah. It was just her drumming and stuff. It was really cool. Oh. And wow. then the final cut was, I think, uh, the studio really got super involved and tried to make it really upbeat. And it was like the whole, there was no point to doing that. Right. So now you have a movie for nobody. It's like the it's like adaptation. Yeah. Do you like the movie adaptation? It's an amazing movie. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So you you let the second half be written by Charlie Kaufman or by yeah, his yeah, brother? Exactly. Yeah. What's his name in the movie? It doesn't matter. Yes. It's Charlie Kaufman and. Andy. Not, it's Charlie Kaufman. Not Andy. And Andy Kaufman. Can't be Andy. No, it's not Andy. No, it can't be Andy. I thought it was Andy. Are you, um, go- are you giving it a quick gook? I'm doing I'm um, just seeing what time it is. Are you answering a few texts? <laughs> <laughs> I got a clock right over you. You're out at four. Oh, that's great. Or earlier. Oh, I don't mind. I'm happy to be here. I'm glad you're it's here. It's fun. You're, uh, you're one of the greats to talk to. Oh, that's um, so kind. This has been like the most hyper-conscious podcast. Like we're mm-hmm. doing it and we're talking about while we're doing it. Sure. And we're lacing compliments. I love we have it. A similar, we have a similar bent, I think. I think we do. A lot of stuff. Yeah. But I was in a terrible mm-hmm. mood when I was on my way here and you've, you've fixed I saw. Me. I saw the yoga you pants. You could feel it? You had two different like hot drinks. Yep. Well, that's because I'm sick. Okay. This was a hot drink. This was a cold drink. But mm-hmm. I was just feeling depressed. Very right. low. Very low. Really? And I thought I was going to spend this whole time. I'm on, I take a little you. antidepressant now. Did you? Yeah. Oh, you I do. Little, I do. Tell me, yeah. how did you identify your di- di- depression? Uh, I got into a real bleak phase about when? a year and uh, just over a year ago. Oh, it's recent. Yeah. But then I found that it actually runs in my family a little bit too. There's a little bit of, and not only that, but I had a. Uh, a little bit of a depression issue, and I had a little bit of a rage issue. Interesting. Linked? It, uh, probably. Yeah. Probably. Because I'll tell you, I was yeah. feeling depressed driving here, uh-huh. getting angrier than I ought to at traffic yes, and stuff. Exactly. And, and you know what I feel that I'm not proud of? I yes. sometimes I catch myself feeling disgust. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is that? Like, what is this? Like, I do so much yoga pants and all one mm-hmm. and meditation and love and love yep. and, like, work on it. Mm-hmm. And then I'll catch myself just being like, ugh, like mm-hmm. feeling that way about other people. I get what is that? I find that Los Angeles currently we'll is almost designed to make you mad. <laughs> like we've crossed over into this new It's a simulation and it's, it's a, a simulation. It's like let's and see if we can make these people mad. Let's see mad. if we can make these people mad. Ah! Ah! The the driving it's it's boring to talk about, but is so dangerous and unsafe yeah. in the city. I forget who made the point. It's because everyone's in a car. Everyone's in a car. In New York, they're on the bus. They're, they're walking. on the bus and they'll see you and someone will be in your face. And if yeah. they like – somebody does something too dumb, yeah. you get punched. Right. But First, here, they hit you with a they car. They hit you with a car. <laughs> and they're fine. And they're fine. Yeah. It's, it's, getting, like, it's getting weird. Yeah. So it, it fosters rage. It's a good greenhouse for rage. It really – don't you think so? I do. I I'm agreeing with you. Uh, did I tell – the reason – 
Well, you know, I've done stuff like I've once I've occasionally pulled somebody over in my car who did something. Illegal. Tell me everything. So I'll floor it ahead of them like Starsky and Hutch and stop them and go up to the window. You didn't and, come from the east side, did you? How am I interrupting the story? Yeah. Keep going. I live in um, the the you know east side of Hollywood. I just wondered if you the same guy that was on La Brea and he was just in the middle of the intersection just no, stopped. No, probably. Right? Yeah, perfect. Everybody was like just yeah. honking at him and he's like, "What can I do?" And I'm like, yeah. "You pull to the right. Pull over. Get out of the yeah. way." Um, what can I do? That's what you do. So, so you, uh, you tell me. You well, the one day, one day, there's times that I've no. You don't had the rage. Don't lose that story. I won't lose the story. Oh, that the was story a good was story. the story was. So I'm outside Cafe Gratitude. I'm in my wife's car, which is the Prius. This is the most LA thing I've ever heard. I'm pulling in a cafe. <laughs> no, gets ready. Gets yeah. better. I'm uh, I'm signaling to pull into the Cafe Gratitude. There's one Cafe Gratitude is a fully vegan restaurant yeah. on Larchmont. So there's one to-go parking space that's only to be used if you're pulling in to get stuff to go. Yeah. So I see there's another Prius pulling out of that to-go spot. I'm waiting very patiently. My signal's on. I'm in the center lane. Everything's safe and cool. A giant black GMC Yukon pulls up behind me, mm. flashes the lights, honk, honk, like getting me to like move ahead. And I'm like, I'm obviously waiting for the spot in there. Honk, honk, honk. The Yukon blows around me into oncoming traffic, but which there isn't any luckily, yeah. swerves in, almost hits the Prius that's backing out, and pulls into the spot, spot that I was waiting for. waiting for. And I'm like, what the fuck was this? And I was signaling and waiting. I pull in. Now I'm f- driving really fast. And I pull up so that my bumper, the bumper of my wife's car is one millimeter from this big black <laughs> Yukon with tinted windows. I slam the door of my car. I walk into the Cafe Gratitude. I literally kick the door of Cafe Gratitude open with my leg because I'm so angry. And I look, I saw the guy go in and he's in a pork pie hat. And I kick the door open. In a I see vegan the guy, restaurant? He's in a pork pie hat <laughs> and a, a white tank top. And I kick the door open. I see the guy. His back's to me and I yell, what the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? Oh, my goodness. And the guy turns so around. So many soba noodles are dropped at this moment. <laughs> and it's Colin Farrell. Wow. And I... it is... Colin Farrell. I am. And I'm like, I'm in what the fuck was this? And he looks at me and he's like, did I, was that you? Were you waiting for that spot there? You weren't waiting. You weren't. Oh, son of a bitch. And he came over and he said, I'm a right cunt, aren't I? And he gave me a big hug. And then we hugged for, let's face it, a while. <laughs> he smelled fucking amazing. <sighs> this is incredible. He said, I'm a, I'm a fucking cunt. I'm, what a cunt I am. And it was like. He was so dreamy in person. Even smelled so good. Cunt makes him more his charming. cunt, his like his chest felt good against mine. Wow. His arms were just yep. beautiful. Yep. He's taller than I thought. Sure. Just a li- just a little bit, but enough to make him like I was fucking starstruck. Wow. Then I gotta wait to get my vegan milkshake to go. Wow. That's the other sad thing, is he's hanging around then and now we've had this kind of intense sexual moment. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, good times. That's incredible. So, you'll never, you know, sometimes, so sometimes my rage has helped me meet people like that. Breath yeah. spray. Talk about it. You used to oh, smoke. I used to smoke a lot. When we were doing Reno 911, I probably smoked about three packs a day. Really? Oh, yeah. Tell me why. Sure. Um, I don't know. I was uh, Chicago. Have, it, I come from like that West Side Chicago Irish. You could smoke everywhere when I was a kid. Right. I probably smart, started smoking around 15, 16. After your third mm-hmm. and fourth sexual. After my, after my <laughs> amazing... <laughs> Uh, You're fucking and life. smoking. <laughs> fucking and smoking. Were you putting on like a clear visor and crunching numbers at night? You were a little man. 
you were a little man. I was a little man. The only weird thing is I was basically the same size. I never grew because I started smoking, I guess. That, well, um, that's hilarious. No, I started smoking around probably 15, 16, and then smoked. What about the parents? They're not smelling Marlboro Country? No, they were annoyed. They, they, it bugged them. Uh, they were annoyed. Yeah, yeah. But it was, they didn't uh, love it. What, it was also more, it was just ever so slightly more acceptable then. Smoke. I mean, I got yelled at about it, but it wasn't like... It, w- it was more of a... It wasn't like you're doing Oxycontin in the alley. Right. It was more like... Because like being a rascal. Well, parent, fr- your parents' friends would come over and they would smoke. Right. So you'd be like, well, you can't tell me what to do. That was always the answer. We're um, seeing, we're, can I, we're seeing ghosts. Yeah. We're having past life memories. Sure. What's going on? Mm. Yeah, what is this? I'm actually doing pretty well. <laughs> this is the best I've been in years. No, I just mean like, wow, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm yeah. happy to hear that. Because mm-hmm. we talk about... Some of the, the we were talking some about the rage and the depression. The rage and what does the depression feel like? The depression is just, but it's it's basically gone. I, I spent a year in therapy, and if you ever feel depressed, go, go see a professional psychiatrist. It's a great thing to do. Tell me what it's they really did really good for you. you. They just talk to you about everything. They listen. And they, Don't sometimes, they a lot of listening. They do a lot of listening, but then they sometimes help you. They'll help you connect the dots of stuff that's on your mind that you never talked about or thought. Would about. you mind? And keeping in mind, this is not yeah. a gossip show. Sure, that's fine. People tell me all the time the show yeah. help them go to therapy. Sure, help them identify. Please the, do. The problems. It's, it's so Can, helpful. So, in that spirit, I ask yeah. you: Is there something you're comfortable sharing that you were struggling with, and maybe how they helped you with it? Well, the the rage and depression are the two big ones, and I've been in. Currently now I've been in, uh, you know, like regular talk therapy for yep. a year. Yep, non-psychological. Yeah. Right, but and then I've also been on uh, – I actually got on a, a basically out of the gate. Um, you know, I was at a point – and sometimes it's LA and sometimes it's traffic and sometimes we chose a business where it, it, it's endless well, – there's a lot of heartbreaks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then – Ken Marino and I had this conversation. We were t- talking about this, and Ken's a successful guy, and I feel like I've been somewhat successful. And we said, when you're an actor for this long, sometimes there's been so many heartbreaks that you've built up this callousness hmm. that you actually can't – you don't feel the good times either. Mm-hmm. So your highs have gone away. Yeah, that's what my therapist said something very similar. It's like the wall you build around your heart to protect you from the Be pain. Be careful about it. Also keeps the joy out. It sometimes will. Yeah. So I think I had certainly done some of that, which mm-hmm. is I was so ready to to accept heartbreak right. in ca- career stuff. And my, my personal life is lovely. I've got a great wife and a great kid and two great uh, dogs from the you know the animal shelter. Pretty good ghost. And things are good. i got a friendly, friendly ghost. Things yeah, are yeah. pretty cool. Gatsby! But I was like, so what's up with the, like... You're protecting yourself. You're protecting yourself. You and just you said get, even the scripts that go in yeah. the garbage. That's a lot of work. That's a lot It's of, a lot. And then, you know, and then you... Your auditions? Did you ever... Robin, you know, what happened with broke? Robin Williams scared me very, very, very much. Just his passing or... Yes, everything about it because I knew him a little bit and obviously one of my heroes and I was like you know I never want to get into a place where like mental health my mental health and depression get- you mean you saw that as an example of like uh, he, I just saw deal it, with it right when absolutely you feel it. Yeah. absolutely if you're feeling it go s- absolutely see somebody right. and there's places to go see somebody run don't walk yeah, yeah. just do it just and, and by the way you'll feel the amount of good you'll feel later is really important but I think was it's really great was he getting treatment I don't know yeah, I don't know we don't know maybe how did you meet him Robin? Robin, uh, I met on the Night of the Museum movies, because of course he's uh, Teddy Roosevelt, which is fun. Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> we crossed paths in the comedy world a little bit. and then So the, you wrote for him? 
Yeah, which yeah, is which amazing. Is, oh no, I know. And did, was by the way, like, the last time I watched last time I watched Night at the Museum, and because he has sort of a. You know, he's basically like the father figure to Ben Stiller's character in the movie. And I was watching it with my son, and I had not seen it since Robin passed, Mm -hmm. and I fucking just blubbered. I couldn't. I literally was just weeping on the couch for hours. I drive by that bench in Goodwill Hunting because I'm from Boston, and I'm just like, that was. Yeah. Talk about images that we let in. Some of them are good, some of them are beautiful dreams. That was a dad figure for me. Yeah. But yeah, and getting uh, yeah. So I was just like, you know, like God, I was, why am I seem like I seem like, like I've lost the high points in my day? Mm. Uh, and when on paper everything looks pretty good, right? And I was like, this is time to get a professional involved because and and <coughs> I would urge if people, and I'm sure from the outside people are like, oh, he seems fine. Look at that scallywag right. goofing around. It is but, interesting, though, that's come up twice, is, is yeah. looking at me on a billboard and going, he probably is happy. Yeah. And then you doing it to yourself. And we all do this. Yeah. Which is like, I've had this, I've had this, I've had this. I'm about to have this, I'm about to have this. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing pretty well. But I guess, what are the like kind of unspeakable, less tangible, yeah. esoteric things that we need? Yeah. And then it's... But, but also, you know, it's it's a little bit like the the one of the main tenets of Buddhism, which is... To want things yeah. is to suffer. Yeah. And there's no way around that one. That's a big one. Right. Like, so... Your suffering is caused from wanting something other than what it is. Yeah. Right. And that's... Which, when I, I was a kid, I was like, what? Yeah, I want... Yeah. Shit. No, no, I, want, I, I literally had a picture of, like, a, 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 I had Christy Brinkley and a Ferrari or, or Lamborghini yeah. Yeah, yeah, up yeah. on my wall. Right. So it was, like, just a wall of the opposite of Buddhism. Right, exactly. <laughs> it was just like, all oh, this stuff. Right. Get all the things. Right, right, right. Um, but don't don't you have some of that? Like it's funny, you mm-hmm. know. You, you have the you have the nice car, and you have mm-hmm. the nice house, and you have the nice career. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that somebody in my neighborhood wrote on a wall? It says like, if you pay attention, there's joy in the moment. That's a great. What a great sentence. Right. And mm-hmm. I was sitting there. That's and what you should I, call this. Went, that's what you should call this episode. Right. That's, that's a better great. episode than my name. Uh, Call it that. We'll do. Yeah. Um, and we'll also put Half Magic opens February 23rd. February 23rd. Thank you very much. Heather, it's, it's a Heather fun Graham, movie. I believe. Yeah, yeah. It. She wrote and directed. Wrote and directed. It. It's like a ladybird move. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so anyway, in yeah. that moment at the light, yeah. I went, I know that's true. I've dipped into that a million you times. You know it. And I stopped and I did it and there it was. Mm-hmm. It felt green like an mm-hmm. emerald. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I had it already. Mm-hmm. So when you feel this malaise, this mm-hmm. I already have my Tesla, why am mm-hmm. I hurting? Apart mm. from psychological and, and mental issues that mm. are real things that need yeah, to be Yeah, yeah, which I definitely had. Do and, you have yeah. a worldview that, that is like there's more going on here than oh, my- we die one day, grab as much as you can? Oh, I've never had the grab as much as you can, really. Uh, uh, I don't think you did. I've had the get every job you can get. Yeah. I've Where that. does that come from? What did your dad do? That comes from – you know, it's interesting. My, my dad's a real sort of perfectionist type guy. He worked at the Art Institute of Chicago his whole life. Oh, wow. And, I uh, worked at that Bennigan's. Did you really? Fun. Right across the street. Oh, fun. Of course. I know yeah. it very well. Yeah, I'm of sure. I, maybe I served you. You probably I'm did. Um, my mother, um, one of the things I, I could open up about this since we're friends and we'll talk about stuff. Sure. Uh, my mother, who I'm still pretty close with, she, uh, I'm very close with. Uh, I love both my parents. My mom has a tiny bit of onset dementia now. And my mother was, um, was a hoarder, mm. you know? Wow. So uh, it's interesting because I can't. Hold on to anything. And if you noticed, I've purelled six times since we've come in here. Of and course. I've got this, like, you know, uh, I've got these certain compulsions, right. certainly. But so I was raised in a house where really nothing was ever thrown away. Right. Basically ever. And uh, 
that was pretty interesting. It's interesting yeah. to talk about not having seen things. Now yeah. we feel we have a, a image vocabulary for mm-hmm. this because of the, the docu series. Mm-hmm. Was it stacks newspapers? It's a there's the stacks, yeah, for sure. Stacks. And uh, so it was in the way. It was not just like it was. You know what? My mom was never uh, one that would I would have said would have been. She wouldn't have probably been good enough, quite good enough for the TV show, but it was still right. pretty startling. Right when it was happening around you, and, it, and there's not even a term yeah. for it at that time. No, nobody I guess, went. I, I, your mom's a hoarder. They were just no, like, nobody. Knew, I, we didn't really say what it was, and we didn't really talk about it. And finally, this year, we she's out of the house, and mm. I spent several days with like a team, mm. you know, which is one of your strange fantasies. Like as a kid, I always thought, like, what would it be like to clean the house to clean this house out? And then I did it. Wow! And it was. Uh, very cathartic wow. and really intense and uh emotionally intense yes and now she, and she lives in a really nice place now my dad lives in a nice place now and and so they, it's been a big year for me and then that's when this is the year that i also got into therapy that's a powerful scene in a movie and, and here's a big one that i'll say and i'm also on a, uh, a a a drug that for a little bit of anxiety and a little bit of depression and a little bit of rage mm. um it's called lexapro i can just say what it sure. is it's a, it was a game changer for me oh really oh yeah how and, does it how did it feel um, rounded the edges. All that happens is suddenly a little bit of the peaks are back. Mm. Of like, oh, I see the great part of this ah, here and there. Good. And it's not like you're, you're. It's not like you're rolling on ecstasy all the time. Going, oh my god, this feel my somebody feel my corduroy <laughs> jeans. Feel my jeans. You're not doing that. But but you're you, like, I'm glad I have jeans. But you get <laughs> uh, you get a little more of the the high notes come back. Mm. Just a little bit more of the the you know the treble line. That's wonderful, and it's been great. And it, it also it also lets you just sort of uh, kills a little bit of the anxiety and stuff. For sure, but you know, yeah. I, I, and I was not the per- and the other thing that I would say in a person in comedy, hmm. probably the greatest fear, and I've heard this from so many comedians that they'll say, I'm. Well, I don't want to go get somebody to mess with my brain, or I'm never going to take like right. Um, my art will go away. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I find that to be not only not true, but that the opposite was true for me, which yeah, is yeah. I became much more functional. Oh, good. I started getting way more done. This is the year I finished the novel. I've also been and I've written two or three movies. Well, it's been it it took away some of the anxiety. Yeah, that and was also the just way. talking to somebody about stuff. There's stuff I talked to someone about this year that I've just never talked about for sure. You know. It matters. Yeah. Like speaking it into it really, really does. And sometimes just having somebody help you connect the dots Mm -hmm. and also give you feedback of like, hey, look how great a lot of this is. Right. Or or look how, stop thinking about the, you're stressing about something that will never come up again in the rest of your life. Right. So many things that you're stressing about will never come up again. Right. In the rest of your life. That's that thing like, no one will remember that. People don't remember all the dumb shit you do. That's why I looked at the planet. Yeah. Oh, look at the planet. I looked at the planet. I was like, who cares? Uh, Not in a bad way. I was like, "Ah, no, no, but that's a great point. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Do you remember finding? Let's write the scene in the movie where you're Mm -hmm. cleaning out your mom's house. Yeah. Um, Do you find something? The most interesting thing that uh, we found. So I was doing. My sister was there, and I was there, and I, I went. And of did you, know, you at I'm any a, point accidentally pick up your sister and throw her away? I, I, I did, but I, that guy kept bringing her back. Um, <laughs> that but, guy. That's what you call her husband. It was, it's, uh, <laughs> it was interesting. So I, I, what I did was that there's a big, you know, it's a big backyard in the house, and I took the garden hose and I dragged it out and I made a line down the middle of the yard. Mm. And things on the right side would be things that could be given to like a shelter, salvaged. You know, when there's several hundred unopened things of Christmas wrap 
hundreds. Mm-hmm. You know, there was seven sewing machines. There were, I stopped counting vacuum cleaners at 12 you just vacuum cleaners. You just opportunity for another sewing machine <laughs> factory. Oh. Triangle shirt waist factory fire. <laughs> there was as many sewing machines as in the triangle shirt waist factory fire. There Six, it is. There it two. is. There it is. Um, so I, I seven did, sewing machines. Okay. Seven in like one corner. There was just a, you know, and then hoarders, uh, they often will hoard like cleaning supplies mm. with the plan of like, well, one, when I get this place together. So like right. the, that's why you will find 12 uh, vacuum cleaners, for example. Wow. Um, and things like that. And unlimited, you know, bottles of cleaning supplies and things like that. Judd yeah. has done this podcast uh, yeah. uh, several times. You didn't have to say Apatow. Judd Hirsch. There's no that. one who's listening who didn't know. Actually, Judd. Judd Nelson. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no one listening didn't know who you met. He said it's about, it's, it's about control. It's about not wanting to die. It's like, I can't die. I have that vacuum cleaner. Yeah, it's a bit, yeah I think uh, I read there's a newspapers. sense of loss and, and right. something like that. So um, It makes sense. Here was the, the thing. The mo- here was the amazing thing. So I went up in the the old attic and I spent at least two full days just in the attic just me wow and I had the, one of the windows open so I could just dump stuff out dump stuff out if it was just pure n- nothing right. and so I found this huge box I don't know maybe 50 pound box filled with black and white photographs and I'm like this is amazing this is why I'm doing this wow there are hundreds and hundreds of really beautiful old black and white photos in this box mm. and I take it downstairs and I put it on the good side of the art where things are going to be saved sprinklers cut on sprinklers cut on <laughs> attacked by squirrels squirrels biting my face <laughs> uh, someone takes a black and white photo of it me literally it was like that that movie The Great Outdoors mm. it's just that whole scene happened <laughs> I stepped on a rake um <laughs> So I'm going through the box of photos, and I'm like, this is crazy. This is why I took the time to go through yeah, everything sure. by hand. Put me through photos. When I bring my sisters, comes over, and I'm like, what? You're like, wow, isn't this amazing? I'm like, wow, this is neat. This is neat. Wait a second. What? Do you know any of these people? She's like, no. I'm like, none of them. There's not a grandparents. There's no aunts. There's no uncles. We're flipping through the book, and then we flip over one of the envelopes, and they were the like 25 years of family photos of my grandmother's neighbor and Mrs. Tabor. And when she died, my mom went over, of course, and was like, well, somebody's got to save these photographs. And they went into the attic of my house. And then I spent like an hour going through them trying to recognize someone. And then I screamed so loud. It was like, you know, those cutaway shots when birds fly away and you can hear it, <laughs> you can hear it from space. Yeah, yes. That's what happened. That's oh, how loud I yelled. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was pretty mad about that. Have you used mm-hmm. this in a movie? It's Not a, yet. It's a wonderful image. I thought about making a documentary about cleaning out the house. Yeah. Because it would have been pretty heavy. And then nothing, I was like, man, this is Nothing commemorates a hoarder than shooting yeah. hundreds of hours of footage. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there is, there's another Thomas Lennon who makes documentary films, and he's won, like, several Academy Awards. And he's nominated again this year for a movie. Oh, film. really? Do people Check think that's out, you? Check uh, out Quick Plug. I'm not in it. I have nothing to do with it. it was other he's guy. my namesake, and he's a really nice guy. Yeah. His name is Thomas Lennon. Yeah. And he makes great documentaries. What's the one he made now? He's got one called Knife Skills. He's nominated for an Academy Award. I, I can't see that. He's got one I'm called The Blood kidding. of the Yangzhou District. He's got The Irish in America. Did he have anything to do with Half Magic that comes out? He's the... not in uh, uh, Heather Graham's uh, directorial writing and directing debut, Half Magic. Does Heather Graham run into a lot of people being like, because it's Heather Graham, Heather Graham. It's Heather Graham, Heather Graham. It's, 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 Heather Graham. Ro- it's, it's Roller Girl. Graham. It's Roller Girl. And Imagine auditioning for Roller of... Girl. That was like, it was I hard know. to do. I know. Yeah. I was like, this is scary. 
She's a great actress. Yeah, uh, she can is very funny. I've seen she's her be really very funny, funny. Yeah. and um, and a great writer too. What do you, I think you'll like the movie. I'm, that's what yeah. I'm wondering is does she? I know she's not here, but does she run into a lot of like sure dollface? Well, that's ex- exactly what the movie's about. Is that right? Um, the movie has a lot. God doesn't put brains and things like that's that. Ex- word for word, like, you're basically a yeah. wall safe is never behind a beautiful painting. Yes, it's always so, like a boring painting, and there's a wall I know, safe. I know. <laughs> you get that so, comparison? I think it must be a little rougher because she's so uh, yeah. a, such an appealing person, right? That um, and I'm and so a lot of the movie is about like Chris Delia's character is like this awful movie star who also writes movies, and they're all just like about but what's he in the movie. <laughs> They're all he's just a about, friend. He's also she's so. I funny. love him. Where do you see how funny he's I, so funny? He kind of steals the movie. Instagram, and I love that. I don't know if I do. He's so funny. Um, I he, love Chris Delia. I would have made that joke about anybody. He, and plays, he would do the same. He Chris, plays, he plays <laughs> such an amazing douchebag in the movie. Yeah, he's like this movie star who stars in movies that are all about just like shooting women in the face and like they're in their underwear and it's <laughs> all just like just brutal awfulness. Yeah, he's and Heather worst. like works for him. Yeah, and it's it's. Fascinating, and then it's a, it's a lot about like she's pitching like what if there's a movie where the girl like doesn't get like shot in the face and like right. porked on the stairs and like you right know, it's it's porked. I'm using old timey stuff, but like it's, uh, the movie was really fun. I play Angela Kinsey's disgusting ex husband, fun, which was really fun. But what are you in the movie? She said <laughs> <laughs> Angela Kinsey on Half Magic said the funniest thing that I've ever heard. There's a scene that we're having this awful sex scene, which was our first day shooting together. Of course it was. So we're having I'm just we're having this horrible scene where I'm I'm supposed to be awful. Yeah. So I'm just like we're having sex and I'm going like <laughs> Your choice, by the way, right? Yeah. You just did that. Yeah, where it sounds like like is am I in pain or what's going on? And then I roll off her like horribly and I leaned over to her. And I just improvised. I said, I'm so sorry that you didn't come. And there was a slight pause, and she said, I'm sorry you didn't either. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. She was just funny. She was one of the funniest that's people I've ever funny. met. funny. She was really Angela I was anticipating Kinsey. I did. No, no. no. <laughs> oh, I did. She's, uh, that's fun. She's so funny. So, um, but that's a great cast. It's Stephanie Beatrice from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Speaking and oh, Chris, you gotta and, hook me up yeah. with some of the ladies on Brooklyn Nine Nine to do your oh, show. I, I'm sorry to do your show. Yeah, for this that would be great. Oh, fun. We shouldn't talk about other guests. Who cares? Why not? Listen, we only have, we only have you for a little bit longer. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. Goes fast. Um, what were we talking about? Reincarnation. Well, this is, I feel like I believe in reincarnation. Well, this is the end. We always right. talk about the meaning of life. Did someone? Oh, great. Did someone warn you? No. And one of the great ways to get at the meaning mm-hmm. of life or your theology or whatever you want to say is what mm. do you think happens when we die it seems like the universe loves recycling it does is our consciousness part of that recycling process? i think it has to be don't you think so. i think it has to be because it would be it's too random if not i feel yeah. like it's just too random if it's not you mean that everything was just kind of plopped here for nothing yeah i don't i don't think it can just vaporize and and not uh i think energy around. doesn't die it just can't yeah. and i think that's probably been proven in certain forms but right uh you know, I, I and I feel like this is definitely the same way that some people would think about. They want to believe in like a magical place in the clouds where Jesus and the Lord yeah. and everybody yeah. welcomes you and you Jesus have and, and stuff. Jesus and the Lord. Jesus and the Lord. <laughs> so I think you, uh, you know, everybody probably does whatever their version of wishful thinking is. But I, I guess mine probably is like my when my first dog died. I didn't really, other than having a kid, which is really neat. Can I? Um, yes. I just want to say, yeah. Heaven as a metaphor, yeah, is pretty good. Meaning, sure, you go to a place. Oh yeah, in the sky, not here. Fun, filled with light, neat energy. Right, everyone you know is there. 
Great. We take that literally, but then you go like, when you die, you're like a wave and you're sucked back into the ocean where everyone is, Where but not in the way that we ever knew them. Not in the way that you thought about it. But it's almost like, it's almost, in a way, it's almost like what a quantum physicist would say. Or you're just electromagnetic energy. Everybody's there. You just kind of dissolve back into everything. But they didn't walk up to you with a harp and they're like, hey, here's Jimi Hendrix. Because it's something you can't talk about, so we have a And then Jimi Hendrix goes... Hey man, that's what I'm saying. I can't hang because everybody wants to meet me in heaven. Here. Uh, which is actually my help. Uh, <laughs> and he moonwalks away. He we moon- all moonwalk going, here. <laughs> There's no nothing but moonwalking. And then moon- Michael Jackson. The sun, <laughs> the shine. And Michael, I don't mind. Michael Jackson moonwalks oh, forward. I don't to mind. <laughs> if the sun. Is this James? Uh, so. You're open when my to dog, energy. When my dog, uh, mm. yeah, you got it, dog. Oh no, I uh, certainly, yeah. I think the likelihood that we turn into some kind of electromagnetic energy is basically that's for sure. Yeah, that's but just whether or not then, that. Yeah. So your drop of light in yeah. you, called the Atman. I mean, yeah, that's you, and it's every, it's in everything, and you have a little drop of it. Sure, you die. That goes back into the ocean of sure. it, and then possibly comes back. Mm-hmm. But the one thing, so I do like to, the one thing I th- like to, th- I do like to think about literal reincarnation because I like the idea of it so much. Sure. For example, when my first dog died, and I think if you, if you haven't had, I'd never had a dog before, mm. which was really interesting. So now. When was this? This was uh, Lilo, my dog died about probably two and a half, three years ago. Okay. And um, it actually led to me getting very depressed. I so they, they yeah. Um, I had my first dog, and that that's going to be a bummer. The dog. One thing that I, sh- I I will say when I got I have now two dogs from the shelter who were going to get thrown away, and brought, one was going to get put down. Um, one thing that I say first of all, I savor every second I can with them. Mm. Just like I'll take time out of my day to just be like roll on the floor with the dogs. Mm. That's what you're doing right now. Mm. Don't don't do anything else. Right. There's nothing else matters for this time. Right. This just moment. Be with the dog because the dog. Yeah, and the other thing that you have to do, it's good to say to yourself once in a while, dogs don't live as long as people, dogs don't live as long as people, because I just assumed, I never thought I could live in the world without that dog. Yeah. You know, because yeah. it's, it's rough, it was really rough. Right. Now I have two other dogs who've brought in so much joy into my life that I'll never not have dogs for the rest of my life. Right, ever. You're, you're now a dog yeah. herder. But I did, but so when Lilo died, my first dog, she died up in the mountains at Tamarack in, at Mammoth. As and, was in her will. <laughs> and you know what it was? It was like, it was so weird because she, it was like, she did pick a place that she loved more than any really? place she'd ever been. It was her favorite place to go. Oh, wow. And it's also a place that we had seen bears. And her, her real full nickname was always, was Lilo Bear Lennon. We call our dog Bear. And we, that's what we did. We called her, yeah. Bear. And now, and then we thought, well, maybe she's a bear now. And uh-huh. it's something that I like to think. Yeah. As much as I think maybe we're just more like a vague pile of uh, protons and things. Well, when you out. get into reincarnation theory, they, they, you know, in Buddhism, for example, they talk about if you're clinging to anything, that's what mm-hmm. you come back as. So the, the, ah. the very Buddha mm-hmm. mind monk right. dies, and at the last second thinks of a deer comes back as a deer. So mm-hmm. if your dog is thinking about bears in his bear place, mm-hmm. according to Buddhism, right. your dog a bear. This was anyone because what if your uh, dog eats you. The do- that would be well. That's <laughs> this. <laughs> Triangle Shirtwaist Factory Fire <laughs> represent seven? acapella choirs. <laughs> Triangle Shirtwaist Factory Fire for all those souls in that fire. They were locked in. Well, locked in. I just met a. Yeah. I've been talking about him a lot. Joshua. That kidding. room's haunted, by the way. Speaking what room? of what room? The Triangle Shirtwaist Factory. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And yet you'd sleep there. Absolutely. Why? 
Because you're not afraid. I'm of not afraid of being afraid. Because you'd be afraid. I'm not afraid of ghosts. Are you? Have you ever met a ghost that would scared you? I've never met a ghost. See, there you go. Ever? Part of me would mm-hmm. like to see a ghost. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be pretty re- pretty neato. What, what, do you, what do you? So, mm-hmm. oh, sorry. I've never seen a ghost. I ain't afraid of. No but I've ghosts. heard the sounds of ghosts. I'm not. I'm also not. Af- I'm also afraid. What happens one day when Ray Parker Jr. dies and comes back to haunt us? Who is Ray Parker Jr.? He said, I'm not afraid of no ghosts. What are you talking about? Uh, Bustin makes him feel good. Um, uh, one of my favorite <laughs> things he says in that song is, I hear it likes the girls. No. Listen to Go go away and listen to Ghostbusters That's right now. That's like, yep. And one of the things he to. says is, I hear it likes the girls. That's a weird thing to say about a ghost. It was a different time. Remember, it was, uh, a, it was a really different time. Uh, there's that Rolling Stones song, and at the end it's fading out, and he goes, You make a dead man come. <laughs> Make a dead man come. Why that's am I horrifying. hearing this at the dentist? By the way, that's also that's also. <laughs> I'm getting. Canal if you work? do that at the morgue, literally, you're fired that yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. make a dead man come. <laughs> it's a resurrection of types. Um, what do you think? God, that's a disgusting line. There's a lot of weird lines in songs that yeah. are hiding in plain sight. Also, oh, I have a bit about it. Also, oh, you'll be a woman soon. Wait for that transition to be done. Right, sir. In the middle of the who's who are you? At one point, and I've heard it on the radio my entire life, he goes, oh, who the fuck are you? Says fuck the F word. On what? Oh, my in, God. in Who Are You by the Who. Oh, who and the fuck Call in if I'm wrong. I'm positive he says, oh, who the fuck are you? <laughs> and it made regular radio play yes. in the history of the world every day in the history of the there world. There were a couple songs, because you know when you're a kid, you're obsessed with swears. Of course. There were a couple songs where I was like, wait, he just said shit. Which, was, which one was? There, uh, uh, they would play Monty Python's. Bright side of life. Oh, life's life a piece of shit. shit. When you they wouldn't it. bleep it. And I was like, wow. whoa. That's so funny because, of course, there's the Monty Python song. I bet you they won't play this song on the radio. I bet you they won't play this new song. I bet you the ing old program directors will think it's a load of horse. You know what uh, Nope. That's a great one. I have now. What do you think uh, Intelligent Universe created? Intentional. There's, uh, billi- there's billions of Earth. Let's not forget to be zoomed out. Right. So this one, this one stumps me. Yeah. Because every time you start hearing more news, it is a very strong argument for both. <laughs> Which is like, <laughs> well, how could there be three, th- three, apparently a couple billion Earth-type planets that exist mm. without some sort of organization? Mm-hmm. And then how could there? Who be could on Earth could have organized three billion Earths? Because we right. can't, haven't nailed this one yet. Shane Moss was just on. He was talking right. about the universe almost like mm-hmm. a impossible infinite math equation. Sure. And that's God. And he didn't say it this way. This is kind of what I took from it. Yeah. That every time there's a remainder, yeah. so the math is kind of intersecting with itself. Yeah. Like a, a Something a just keeps would. moving up above. So there's another it, number that's left over. That's what I'm saying. Left we're, over. we're living off a remainder. And a universe left over. Mm, and that's, that's karma. And we're, we're grinding mm-hmm. out a remainder. We're math. Yeah. <laughs> we're the language of God as math. It, it's... Uh, it's a fun one. I, I like that one. I was raised as like a lapsed Catholic, uh-huh. so we did all the like sort of lapsed Catholic stuff. Which did is, you, you know, like it at all? I, I do find it sort of comforting and fun to go. I like the rituals oh, of it. It's kind go. of fun. There's fun smells. No, 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 no. Not, not anymore. There are fun but smells. There's back fun to New York. smells of church. There's reverence. You there guys, because I'm Protestant, you yeah. guys lapped us in reverence. Oh, we get. I we're s- up and we're down, and we're up and we're down, and we're down, let's, and we're up. Can yeah. I just let's just yeah. give it to the Catholics? Yeah. No Protestants are going. No Catholics go on tours of Protestant churches. That's absolutely You know what true. I'm saying? Yeah. It only goes mm-hmm. the, your way. It's so funny. My <laughs> wife's family is all like Southern Baptists. Mm. And I went to their church one time and I went up and we got like communion and they pass around these little cups. Mm. 
these little cups of like the sweetest grape knee high. Yeah. I'm like, there's, Welch's. there's no booze in that. It's Welch's at maybe. all. It's, there's booze if you believe. Well, I want to go back to the place where I believe and there was booze yeah, to yeah, begin yeah. with anyway. Faith not required. Yeah. <laughs> Mad Dog 2020. Faith not required. I'll go to any church where it's just for just straight up four loco. By the way, the reason and then I know, he turned and said to his, uh, his uh, you know why four I loco. said Mad yeah. Dog Twenty Twenty, mm-hmm. Robin Williams. Of course, I don't know what it That's is. That's an old it's from his Mad Dog Twenty Twenty is an old like guys on the street would drink like old right. homeless dudes. Would Mad, drink. Dog Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. Mm-hmm. That's the voice he did. That's accurate, but we don't yeah. do that anymore. So I'm, yeah. it's let's we're gonna let's 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 bleep. We'll it. back off it for a second. We'll back off and just give it a moment. The amount of yeah, old timey guys used to do a lot of. Voices. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It, although Robin, the two big ones are that. like, let's do, let's do black guy voice and let's do gay guy voice. Have always been like two of the easy go to. No, if you watch, there, yeah. I'm not saying it's, and they still exist. I am saying it's yeah. dated. If if you watch, you know, Patch Adams, he's like, oh, what do we could do with that tongue? And you're just kind of like, oh boy. <laughs> By the way, it's a, it's a hip makeout, if you will. <laughs> um, I was, however, I recently saw Phantom of the Opera, and I was sitting next to three older, like Harvey Firestein type dudes who were uh-huh. having like rum and cokes with ice uh-huh. in them during the whole show. <laughs> ah. And the guy, ne- the one guy next to me, was doing just a commentary on Phantom of the Opera, just loud enough that I could hear the whole thing. Oh my god! Which is like, oh my god, look at your face! Oh like my god! Oh, oh my god, it's a lake. There's a lake on it. What? <laughs> How did this lake get here? It was, it was really a lot of fun. Oh, it didn't. Really I would have told him to stop, except it was so amusing. That's I was just hilarious. like, son of a bitch. What That's what you just mentioned. That's oh my the space I always want to be. Who in. lit all these candles? But who lit all these candles? I'm not. <laughs> what he lights all? When does he start when lighting does, the when candles? When does the phantom start lighting these? Because this, then he went upstairs. This is a day's work. <laughs> so that's the space I always want to be in. Talk about yeah. Buddhism is no no desire, no suffering. Right. Right. So you go to that show. There's a guy mm-hmm. you desire. I want him to stop. He oh, a year ago stop. you suffer. But when you're in that place, I didn't where you're suffer. Like, I was I, enjoying it. I'm okay with this. By the way, I think I always want to be in that place. Year of therapy, mm. little tiny bit of uh, help. Lexi, yeah. yeah and uh, Lexi suddenly, program. I'm not in everybody's face, being like, "Shut your mouth!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, "Hey, this guy's. It's actually kind of amusing." That's how I. Mm-hmm. I and by the way, since I'd seen Phantom, hearing a guy go like, "Oh my God, where is it? Wait right. a second. Right. The mask on the program is different than the mask in his face." I have this bit where I'm like, here's how I can tell I'm I'm 38, I'm about to turn 39, is that if I don't hear something that a character says in a TV show, I used to say to Valerie, I'd go, what'd he say? Mm -hmm. And now I just go, who cares? Yeah. Well, And there's a surrender to it. When I was young, I went to see Castaway, and there was a woman Mm -hmm. narrating in the front. She went, Mm -hmm. ah, we need shoes, the whole movie. (laughs) But Thomas, I'm not Mm -hmm. telling the story of the time there wasn't an old lady in the front. You know what I'm saying? No, you can't think of it. What I'm realizing is... Mm -hmm. It's how we merge with those moments and mm-hmm. the surrender to it. If you were just – if you mm-hmm. took a pill from another dimension and were mm-hmm. put into the bo- body of Thomas mm-hmm. Lennon at Phantom of the mm-hmm. Opera and there was a Harvey Weinstein with the rum and coke mm-hmm. with the drink. Harvey guys. Firestein. Oh, my God. There's a Harvey, Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Firestein. Just with his – just with his wang out. Yeah. Trying uh, to pin me to a plant. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> what I'm saying is yes. you would be fascinated, riveted, and without a trouble. Absolutely. Right? But so yet, try to be here, that guy. Exactly. Try to be that try guy. To be that, try to be the guy who feels like he won the prize of being you for the what, next hour. What if you were just in a body switch comedy? <clears throat> That's what I'm saying. And you ended up in you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> what would, would you do? What would you do? If <clears throat> I were you. If, make every day Freaky Friday. I'd go see what I could lift. When every day <laughs> Freaky Friday. Was the state my pen? The state what? Was the state my pen or that was Kids in the Hall? Uh, that must have been Kids in the Hall. If Pardon. I didn't recognize what the sketch was, yeah. it was probably Kids in the Hall. Pardon me a million. I'm crushing your head. That's okay. 
crashing you know, there's a lot of, kids in the hall. Of course. There's a lot of overlap. Yeah. Yeah. It's You know why? It's not a bad thing. Nice guys. Fr- all friends. Is that right? Lo- lovely. The loveliest bunch of guys taught, you'd ever meet. You taught us comedy. Like, specifically yeah. people my age. Yeah. That was our lesson. We get along really well with those guys. What, what's, the, what's the state sketch everybody talks about? Uh, there's the I want to dip my balls in it guy. <laughs> Louie. <laughs> I want to dip my balls in it. Hey, Louie, what do you got? <laughs> Baba Ganoush. I want to dip my balls in it. And then there was the guys, the pudding guys, which is uh, me and Mike Black. Uh-huh. We did the guys who just rubbed their butts in pudding. That was a kind of a popular one. There was a big state sketch called uh, Monkey Torture that I wrote. That was a uh-huh. fun one. Uh-huh. Um, Monkey it's Torture. all ringing bells. And then there's, uh, por- I wrote Porcupine Racetrack, which is a fun one. Yeah, sure. Porcupine, 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 <laughs> Racetrack, Porcupine, 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 <laughs> Racetrack, Porcupine. Go ahead, Porcupine, Racetrack. Watch those Porcupines go. <laughs> <laughs> Not um, race go. That was uh, yeah. Good job. That was a fun one. Uh, so yeah. anyway, we were talking about the meaning of life too. The meaning of life. When I you think, write, uh, do, you ever, do you ever feel like your ideas are coming from another place? No. Really? Uh, That's no. A first, I feel. Show. It really is. I feel like my creativity is mostly uh, cerebral. A job. It's like a job. It's a muscle that I've worked on. And but you never go. Where did Porcupine Racetrack come from? You don't feel like you tuned into something. <laughs> no, I think my parents took me to see a lot of theater. And weird stuff, and I, I think I'm definitely a product of my environment. In Chicago, I grew up, the notion of being like a theatrical actor was totally real. The actor? Like, there was real, there was like lots of theaters in Chicago. And like, right. we'd go to Second City, and it seemed like there were a certain section of grown-ups that just wrote plays and acted. Right. It was a thing. Yeah. Some people went to offices and sold real estate and, right. and did stuff, and some people... And it didn't seem far-fetched at all. They didn't mind when you were like, I'm going to be a showman? Because they were like, of course, we took you to all those shows. I, uh, they did support it a lot. They did also encourage getting like some kind of other degree to back it up. Uh-huh. And did I you? said, I'm never going to do that ah. because that would give me – as soon as I have a backup plan, I'll You'll use it. it. Yeah. I'll use it. And I don't – I want no backup plan. Do you believe in anything like the universe – likes a bold statement like that um is there a consciousness that's at all no but i, f- in I believe in i definitely believe in karma and that you, you just get back what you put out okay that if you're doing good works and good things i think the the meaning of life is to to do as much good as you can i yeah. think and for as many people as you can and i think that's and animals and do some good for yourself but uh i, I think it's Ultimately, not super complicated. It's probably something like that. But I do believe – I certainly believe that that doing good well, – it's not complicated. I think doing good will make you a lot – it makes you happy. Yeah. <laughs> like you'll feel happier the more good works you do. That's one of the things I – talk about yeah. renewal and re- yeah. recreation, recreation. Yeah. Feeding other people yeah. feeds you and we know Absolutely. this. Yeah. Um, Hard so, yeah. to do though. But uh, and I really learned that I think I started. I was crying at Thanksgiving last year when we got this new dog and the, Heidi. Uh, this is actually a year and a half ago. Came to us. She was on death row at the Downey Animal Shelter, and we got sent a real cute picture of her. And I was like, "Oh, that's cute. I want a cute dog. Was Won't it this be great?" From her, it was. It was from her. It was like <laughs> just mashed. It, was, it said, "You up." <laughs> I said, "New dog. Who dis?" <laughs> um, but so, uh, so. Beautiful photo of this dog. I'm like, God damn it, that's a beautiful dog. Goes great with my, my lifestyle and everything. <laughs> then she shows up. She basically has three working legs. One's just dead, and it looks like a chicken bone. It has no skin. Her tail looks like a wet piece of chicken meat with no skin. <laughs> she had 17 teeth that needed to be extracted, so her mouth just smelled like like the Sarlacc pit. Mm. Every, both ends were horrible. From uh, That's from uh, Star, Wars. Star Wars. The Sarlacc Pit is the thing that uh, eats Boba Fett later. Oh, yep, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so 
she just on it just sucked. I was like, yeah. and she was crawling around the backyard like an like a soldier with just her front legs. Yeah, couldn't lift herself up. Which is great because trip wire back there. Oh, it was, it was so great. <laughs> and uh, about a year later, that leg now works again. The dead leg works again. She's got hair fur back all over her body. We got her, t- her teeth got pulled, and she got so much happier because her teeth didn't hurt anymore. Yeah, sure. And so I was sitting at our Thanksgiving dinner, and this dog that came into my life that was an absolute garbage. Like a sampler platter of yeah. disorders and garbage yeah. turned my entire life around that year. And I just sat there and started crying. And I was like, the, the, you can't quantify how good it feels to do something else for something that needs your help. Right. And so that was, uh, that was like the year of Heidi the dog. And now we have another dog that needed our help. And so I guess the meaning of life to me would be help. Do good works. How can I help? Do as much good work as you can. Did you? And, you'll, and you'll feel, it'll feel so good. Yeah. At any point in Thanksgiving, did you realize you were actually eating the the dog's one bad leg? I found that out. It was a little bit like that scene in Rocky Horror when Eddie's under the table. <laughs> Whatever happened to Saturday Night? Um, to the victims of the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory Fire, I feel like it seems uh, like I've made light about them. Yeah. This is a terrible tragedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And luckily it changed a lot of the labor laws. Yeah, there you so go. So before you go putting comments of like, Tom, you haven't recognized the horror of the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory Fire. In the final it moments. It was horrible. Oh, sure. And thank God we I'm, changed those laws. I'm complicit for chuckling, but darkness sometimes mm-hmm. gets chuckles. It's weird. Yeah. It's so painful. It's hard to imagine. It's the darkness on the on the yeah. On can you, well, because we get dark, we always ask. Yeah. Uh, can you think of the time you? Let's make sure you didn't mm-hmm. not answer anything. Breath sprays because you quit smoking, mm-hmm. and your mom was a hoarder. So well, the smoking was uh, the 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 reason I do the breath spray is because it used to be hand in hand with the smoking. Yeah, it used to be a cycle of cigarettes. Breath spray to cover the cigarettes, cigarettes, breath spray to cover the cigarettes. Then when I was able to kick the cigarettes, you kept the other the part of the cycle didn't go away. Right. So it's still a compulsion. And a fixation. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I also empathize the idea of a mom hoarding, mm-hmm. the fact that you have almost like a military precision to mm-hmm. you in a fun way. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, not, it's not lost on me. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's completely sympathetic. No. Yeah. It's completely sympathetic. It's right? not we, we lost all, on me how... We yeah. all would have done the same. Yeah. So good for you. Yeah. I mean, you could have gone the other way and just been like... Uh, and then the other, there was a funny story about, so I got, uh, I was asked by WGN syndicates uh, Reno 911, and they also happened to broadcast the Cubs, my hometown team and my favorite team as a child. So they said, would I want to come out and throw the first pitch out as in the dangle outfit? Oh, wow. Uh, at Wrigley. So it was a sold out game. My parents were there. The, the owner of the Cubs said, aim a little bit high. Because if you throw it in the dirt, they're going to boo you and they'll hate you. And you're from here, so you'll down be a jinx and you won't be welcome in Chicago, your hometown. So just like – Oh, ain't. my God. He's like, if don't, you dirt don't, it, you don't it's want a jinx? Dirt. It's bad. It looks bad. And it wow. just sets that things off in a bad tone. So he said, aim high, aim high. So I threw it. I'm in the outfit. 27,000 people at Wrigley Field sold out. Everybody cheers. It was really fun. I threw it. It was pretty fast and it was straight over the plate and a tiny bit high. And the catcher threw me the ball, and I saw my dad standing on the side of the field, and I threw the ball to my dad, thinking he would come crying and hug me. And I, I ran up to my dad, and my dad said, a little bit high. And that, so if you're looking for the explanation of, like, all the other the compulsions, and <laughs> that's the whole backstory. I don't know mm-hmm. any of us that yeah. don't have that story. Yeah. That's my story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. A little bit high. Yep, a little bit high. I'll tell it because it's so brief. I played Radio City with mm-hmm. Chappelle. I opened mm-hmm. for him brief. It's mm-hmm. a small set. And my dad goes, Carnegie Hall or bust. Everyone listened. No, to he this didn't. One. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. He goes, Carnegie Hall or bust. Wow. 
That's why he, we do this. That's why we do it. Yep. So that's and, why we're sitting. It's it's 86 degrees outside. And we're indoors. It's a gorgeous February day. We should be hiking. We're in. We could be literally just our shirts off and yep, running, rocking it, rocking it, finding dogs. doing doing burpees. But instead, we're sitting in the back of a comic book store to see if you can give me the attention <laughs> that Dad didn't. <laughs> right. Never forget the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory Fire. Ah, <laughs> and there it is. This is how we end because mm-hmm. it gets a little heavy. Yeah. Uh, what's your vice now? My vice now? Yeah. Uh, probably red wine. I'm a big red wine oh, guy. You yeah, don't have I, wine? I love a red wine. Really? You mm-hmm. don't have wine face? Uh, you don't think? No. Oh, thanks. You definitely don't. Um, who has wine face? Can, Can we, we think of somebody? Of wine. Um, you know, I do. I love the wine, but I'll. Uh, you know, I don't want to say because it's, it's not a great face. I've also got a kid, and I go to you know, I go to bed in a normal time. Right. Yeah. So. Sleep is helpful. Yeah. Um, we ask, uh, mm-hmm. what is the hardest time you've laughed, and then we'll do the speed round. We'll get you. The hardest I've ever laughed uh, was uh, this was uh, I was uh, when Patton Oswalt had his baby mm. Alice, who's my friend. Uh, we had a baby shower at the house, and uh, Patton's brother Matt uh, gave them a gift that was that was wrapped curiously. <laughs> it was just curiously wrapped because mm. Matt's your, it was your new dog's funny. weird leg. It was curious, <laughs> and uh, Matt, a grown man, yelled out across my backyard. He said, "I wrapped it myself," and Patton said. Were you being chased? <laughs> and I just remember, for some reason, I remember that was the hardest I've ever laughed in my entire life. I, I laugh sometimes just thinking about that line. But that's Patton. Patton can say things that will make you laugh. Were you being chased? That will make you laugh a decade later in the middle of the night. So, yeah. <laughs> sometimes part yeah. of the fun is how quickly he thinks of it. There's everything he just yeah, said. It's, yeah. Patton and I have the same manager, Dave Rath. And sure. I don't know if I've told this story. It's one of my mm-hmm. hardest laughs. We were on a plane mm-hmm. together. And there was a very beautiful stewardess. Mm-hmm. She came in, and Dave, who's married, immediately after she passed, <laughs> started <laughs> acting like he was trying to get his wedding ring That's off. That's a gr- funny bit. Funny yeah. bit, but yeah. it's a two-parter. Mm-hmm. So he's like licking sure. it, and he's trying to get it off really desperately. Mm-hmm. Very, very, oh, he's committing to the bit. He's doing it mm-hmm. big. Mm-hmm. Five, he's, a, he's a big guy. He's yeah, big, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a funny thing to see yeah. a big man do. Six minutes later, mm-hmm. just the perfect amount of time later, the, the plane starts to make a noise. Like, <laughs> like a weird noise. Yep. Dave... Again, mimes taking off his wedding ring. We laugh about this for infinity. Yes. He's going to fuck the noise. He, if he weren't married, he'd be fucking that noise. Yes. Or was it, I'm going to fuck the flight attendant because we're dying anyway? Oh, I believe he meant the noise. But okay, never he meant asked. the noise. That's great. I've never asked. You know, yeah. and we love it so much, I don't know if mm-hmm. he would tell me if it, it's not what he meant because it's so yeah. special to us now. There's, yeah. It's fun. The stuff you laugh about. One of the great things about getting old is stuff that you're still laughing about that's like 10 or 15 years oh, old. Oh, for sure. Yeah. My other one is, is, is very, very old. It's, it's, it's not worth mentioning. I've said it so many times. Listen, speed round. Okay. Just great mm-hmm. little snippets of great, great, great. things you've learned. Greatest yeah. lesson uh, you've learned. Oh, let, I'll give you categories. Sure. You've mm-hmm. learned about writing. Um, you have to do a lot of it to get good at it. Like more than you even think. Oh, boy. Like, uh, yeah. That's why I tell people. People always mm. write one spec script. No, like, no, 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 no. You should have probably – if you write one, you should have at least – Because guess what? The next yeah. one will be better than the first one. It will be way better and also no one's going to read the first one and they may not read the second one. But That's right. Keep going. They might read the seventh one. It's a numbers game, I hate to say, but it is true. Numbers game. It's well, a numbers game. That, that's, that goes yeah. into showbiz. What's the great – Well, it's also a commitment game. I mean just commi- – but you have to be willing to – 
I, I meet people sometimes who treat their spec scripts like a lottery ticket or something. They're like, right. here's the great, the great script. Right. Like, and most people I meet, like my agent, his famous line is always, I don't represent scripts. I represent writers. Right. So I like to do the craft. I would be doing it anyway. You know? Right. So, yeah. Writers, yeah, and they just, like writing. They just they like writing. Write. Yeah. It really doesn't matter. Right. They'll be doing it. Yeah. Right. Died in the womb. So there you go. What about showbiz? That's a good mm-hmm. showbiz adage. Do you have another lesson you've learned about showbiz? Oh, the, uh, definitely there's a lesson I've learned about showbiz, which is weird, which is the <clears throat> the most famous people I've ever met in the business were generally very lovely people oh, wow. who you would like to spend time with and were nice and respectful of other people and, and maybe polite stole a parking spot and they were lovely very i was talking about the very very top uh, the tom cruises and stuff oh you've met those oh yeah yeah and lovely. they're very nice couldn't have been lovelier t cruise twice t cruise twice we call him tc twice but i met him twice and he was just the sweetest guy you'd ever want to meet eye contact lovely thomas yeah firm. gorgeous biceps firm hand crazy biceps yeah yeah, yeah yeah well i've never noticed the biceps they're crazy what are we do? what are we to eat them Mm-hmm. I'm just like, what are we going to do with that? Yeah. <laughs> What's the greatest lesson you've learned about improv? Uh, just, uh, just go out. So I did. I had to do an improv show last week, and I was so scared because I hadn't improvised. I realized in like a year or something. It'd been a while. Yeah. And uh, I was on the show. It was Oscar Nunez and Patrick Brewster and John Michael Higgins. It was just a bunch of heavy hitters. And I'm like, what am I doing? What well, I can't do this. Right. And. Uh, Janet Varney, who's so funny, who runs Sketchfest. It's her group. And the thing that I did to overcome my fear was as soon as the monologue was done, I jumped out and was the first person out on stage. Oh, wow. And that's just... That's it. Just do that. Slay the dragon. It'll fi- you'll figure it out. Yeah. You'll figure it out later. But if you stand around and wait... The fear You grows. will compound... Like, <coughs> your fear will compound on itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it'll start to get more... And your anxiety and fear of what's going to happen will get worse and worse and worse. And if you just jump out... You know, your first scene you're going to do is only going to be a couple minutes, and then right. you're going to get tapped out, and you will have also warmed up, and you just feel you broke better. The seal. Yeah, you just broke the seal a little you bit. You broke the seal. Yeah, it's funny. I I remember my therapist saying that eh, it doesn't matter. Here we go. You have a therapist too, Doctor Gary Penn. His book is available now. He's actually oh, yeah. a great therapist. If I've you got ever a, I've a got a great therapist. psychiatrist. If you want to mix a, it up, is he a medical doctor or a therapist? not a medical? Oh, mine's a medical doctor. Just too. a chit chat. Yeah, <clears throat> we chit chat, and then he's a medical doctor. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Yeah, I, it's I, great, by the way. I hear that. Yeah. I enjoy that he'll he'll never be like, "Have you considered?" Because <laughs> right. he's just like, "I can't do that." Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. If, Should if, we go f- from here to the psychiatry as an industry of death museum? Which is, <laughs> it's only like a ten minute walk. Uh, you know, buddy. Should it's, we do a follow up episode where we walk around and take yes. a tour? <laughs> Pete takes a tour. I'll take or a tour. Pete and Tom take tours. Pete and Tom take a tour of the. <laughs> I drove by it, and there was like a pretty groovy looking. Hippie-looking woman, and I, of course, they and got I a went. Bait, they got a bait car out that's front. That's it. Yeah, and I was like, but if you remember in the in the sixties, seventies, seventies, right? Uh, Scientology it's started like, as a hippie movement, so I wasn't absolutely. surprised that. They but it's had, also like when you go to the wine club, there's like this suspiciously pretty girl who's like, "Have you like right, a tasting room?" Right. They're like, "Have you thought about joining our wine club?" Right, right, right. They're like, oh, this is, I'm part of the wine lifestyle. Right, right, no, right. You're not yeah, being yeah. But my brother went to that museum, and mm-hmm. he told me, and because mm-hmm. I'm all about images right now, yeah, and I'm like, I'm sure. A bunch of photographs blown up on the wall. Mm-hmm. You could make anyone believe anything. If if I can get you into my labyrinth mm-hmm. of images mm-hmm. and information that I control, mm-hmm. and for all I know, that museum is correct. I don't even know. I'm just saying. Wait a second. I don't know. <laughs> the yeah, I don't. I, from what I know death. about it, it's not. <laughs> it sounds like a, it sounds like a goof to me. But I love that you also just said I could get anybody into my labyrinth of images and convince them anything. That's what I'm saying. How did you end up in a labyrinth of images anyway? <laughs> 
Did, why didn't the wax museum was just no, down I, the street? I built a labyrinth. You have a what labyrinth. I'm, what I'm saying is images are powerful. Information and controlling. This is one of the reasons why, like television news, is so interesting and powerful and interesting and strange and dangerous potentially. We control images. We control information. We can make people feel however we want. This, sure. is, this is what I was saying at Bohemian Grove this weekend. I, I thought that I was down in Cincinnati, where my wife's family lives, and it was weird to be in a whole series of uh, like very nice, normal restaurants and pizzerias where Fox News is always on. That's yeah. I'm it sure. was really weird, and it makes you feel like outside there's a different reality. Right. Where just those sh- sh- streets are on fire. And, and the yeah. realities are being offered to us, though. Which realities? We're buying into a reality. Absolutely. We told stories of, of Cafe Gratitude, Priuses. Sure. We talked about sweat theory sure. and infrared saunas and Teslas and being liberals and whatever it is. talking about the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory Fire? Oh, no, sweat uh, theory. Where that's we go nine. To... Nine? I think you've done Way nine. Higher. Higher. <laughs> um, uh, so, by the way, did you, not, hmm. you didn't get in your infrared sauna today to I bust did. out this cold? You no, did. I've been doing it every Because it'll bust it out a little bit, yeah. I, I sure hope so. Yeah, yeah. I've been going at it. Can I give you a tip? Oh, sure. you don't own one yet. Not yet. No. What am I, a no. jerk? You can clean it with uh, air oxidizers. You leave them in there overnight. You'll, well, t- call me when you get one. Uh, greatest lesson you've learned about acting. Don't say listening, but you can start with that. Oh, it's very think. uncomplicated. Uh, it's actually in Michael Caine's DVD called Acting for Film. Oh, really? And uh, depending on which side of the camera's, whatever side the camera is on, uh, if you're in a scene... Look at the actor you're talking to with your eye that's furthest from the camera at their eye that's closest to the camera. It will completely change the way you look and seem on film. What? what you I look, heard you. You heard oh, me. Oh, I get it. So you look Tell me what's happening. Wherever the camera is, yep. like if the camera's here, I'm looking at your... Yeah, camera's over my left shoulder. In that case, I'm at looking you. at your... And uh, you use your, your far eye, eye to look at this your eye. Your close eye. It's just a trick, but it works. Trust me. Even with Trust Michael Caine's wonky eye, it works. <laughs> Swear to God. That kind of a wonky eye. Swear to God. Doesn't it? It works. My, got, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael. Nine. It's Michael. You know that song by uh, Madness? No. Madness has a song called My Name is Michael Caine. It's amazing. And in, in the middle of the song, I, Michael Caine comes in and says, he goes, I can't remember. Tell me what's his name. And then actual Michael Caine comes in and goes, My name is Michael Caine. <laughs> That's the song. And it's fucking great. It's a really catchy song. Can you tell me what it does? It opens you up to the camera? It opens you up to the camera, but it also just presents your face. It's different. It's just like... It's a, angles. It's an aesthetic. Yeah. but You it, look better. You, But you also look more engaged. You don't really? just look better. You look... It, it engages you more with the people watching, and it's strange. It's a trick. It's Why just a trick. Why hasn't anyone told me this? If we don't get a third mm-hmm. season, it's going to be because it's I didn't you get look, this You were looking at the wrong eye. I was looking. I was doing it you normal. What I consider eye. normal. No, normal. Which is funny because normal is my leftmost eye going to your right. other eye, the mm-hmm. opposite eye. Yeah. Always do the camera eye. Camera. Far eye to camera eye. That's the easy way to remember. It's so easy. Far yeah. eye. Your far eye from the camera, they're close eye to the camera. Every time. All the time. Wow. All right. I've never. I've I'm gonna. Never by the way, I'm gonna do a seminar at the airport where you come learn that for nine hundred dollars. <laughs> you come down to the airport, you get some scrambled eggs. <clears throat> you get a. <clears throat> you get a trapper keeper. Why is it at the airport? Because that's it's where at stuff the happens. Yeah, it's at the airport, Marriott. It's literally a hub. Mm-hmm. Uh, greatest lesson you've learned about family? Um, well, that's a fun one. Uh. You can take it as your family raising your kid, well, being married, yeah, or I'm your about, family. There's my, my parents, my family, and there's the... Uh, I think for parenting family, the thing that I found out 
because you're stressed when you're having a baby. Mm. But what I found out is that most things you need to know about parenting will reveal themselves to you as you go, as you need to know them. It unfolds. Yeah, it will unfold before you in a way that you it's it makes more sense than you think. It's also more intuitive sense. Yeah, it makes more intuitive sense. It's also more fun than it seems. <laughs> really? It seems like it's going to be. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Oh, fun. My son, especially my son's eight right now, and it's it's unbelievably fun. Wow. Like, it's just, like, you can't wait to see them. It's like that kind of feeling. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, it's It's pretty amazing. What about marriage? Your wife's an actress? My wife is an actress. We've been married for uh, 16 Candles. Years. We've been married for 16 candles. <laughs> and uh, it's fun. I mean, there's a lot of highs and there's a lot of lows. But ultimately, uh, if you can still laugh a lot when you're 16 years and kids in, it's it's fun. We did, we had like super fun last week. We went to uh, Park City with David Wayne's movie. And it was just us. And we had like a five-day date. And it was really fun. So, huh, fun. Yeah. I mean, if you can, you know, because also there's so much of, especially when you have kids, of logistics. I mean, there's a lot of logistics of just like who's doing drop off, who's doing pickup, who's doing lunch, who's doing this, who's doing, right. you know, so you got to keep it, keep it light. Right. Keep it light. Do you enjoy yeah. being with someone who's in the business or, or do you, I do my wife, rue, uh, do you rue the day? I'm just kidding. No, no, my wife, uh, Jenny, uh, worked a lot more when she was younger and has kind of pursued it somewhat less. Mm. Now she was, Jenny's in, uh, do you remember Bull Durham? Yeah. Do you remember Millie, who's Susan Sarandon's sidekick, who gets married on the pitcher's mound? Sure. That's my wife. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. and you've enjoyed sharing the, the similar interest? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we have a child who's probably almost definitely going to be an actor. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. He's just, he's a little bit of a... He's a ham? Yeah, but he's in a, in a sweet way. Does he ever do other takes? Like, good night, Dad. I want to do it again. <laughs> Nobody. He does. He does like do little stop motion movies around the house quite a really? bit. Really? Yeah, yeah. And he's very into the macabre, and the, uh, really? which is why I let him see American Werewolf. Good for you. Um, and I'll, but I will still, no matter what happens, I'll never let him see the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory Fire. <laughs> Thirteen. If they make a film of it, which they will, which yeah. you have to write. I'm only looking because there was a guy coming to get me, and I. No, I understand. No, it's okay. It's the last one. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm happy to be here. This I, has been. I uh, feel that overwhelmingly enjoyable. Uh, me too. Yeah, I think it's ama- it's yeah. literal alchemy when we, I'm in the worst mood. I, I really, could, yeah. I agree. Yeah, that you can come and talk with somebody and connect. Well, with somebody. I'm a big, I'm a fan of yours. Like, oh, I'm I just a fan that. of yours in general. You and know, I do want to like, say yeah. that I am happy. Yeah. It's fun making a show and stuff. I'm, yeah, I'm going along. I'm happy now back. too. But it's yeah. also good to be. It's good to get good to. Don't be afraid to get blue help if some if you're if if you're blue. Oh, for a I long didn't time. mean. I wasn't talking about clinical stuff. Oh, no, no, I, no, I, no, you no. kind of referenced whether or not I was happy. Val, mm-hmm. if Val were here, she would say, "I feel everything every day," mm-hmm. and that's true. Mm-hmm. And that's why afternoons can be tricky for me. I get a little bit lower in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. I often Did you do drink a podcast. ton of coffee, by the way. No, I only oh. started drinking coffee because I'm off the booze. Oh, so okay, it's a new thing oh, now. Now I like. Oh, wow. Now I like. Uh, no judgment, by the way. Oh, I don't right. think you felt any, but I was like, now I drink coffee. It's mm-hmm. it's a very common thing. Like right. we're we're apes, and we go like, well, I don't drink that. Well, now I, I drink this. Either a stimulant or a exactly. slight depressant. Yeah. And then I'm like, now I'm wondering. I'm like, but well, it's hard. Very hard to just sit and be yourself. Yeah. yeah very hard. Coffee. I wonder. Yeah. I can't tell if it turns yeah. up the volume on who I am. Alcohol seemed to turn down the volume on who I was. Probably. You know what I've noticed yeah. is I'm still like a Those, those a would be heart. very logical. Uh, yeah, one's <laughs> totally a stimulant and one's totally a depressant. Right. So, yeah. But I, I go to parties yeah. and I'm like the same person. Right. I, I go to – I'm like, shit. I thought like I only said weird, inappropriate stuff because I was, I was drunk. drunk. No. <laughs> Turns out. No. That's me, baby. Nope. You're just weird. <laughs> <laughs>
You're just a weird guy. <laughs> oh, man. What, do you have one more? You comedy. One more? Yeah, comedy. Well, greatest lesson you've learned about comedy. I've learned about comedy. comedy. Uh, just uh, tell the truth. Yeah, that's a, it's that's really a good one. very very uncomplicated. The more you tell the truth, if you stand on stage and you just tell the truth about things for a long time or a short time, you'll people will be interested. Yeah, as long as you're telling the truth. That's so funny. That's it's, why yeah. if someone lies and you smell it, you can tell it immediately, put almost it in immediately. It just feels fake. And I feel like even the audience starts fake laughing if they're laughing. Yeah, they start going like, <laughs> like it's fake. You can just tell. But yeah. the hardest I've always laughed is when someone's telling a story and you're like, there is no way. Yeah. This terrible story. Right. Yeah. Did you hear that story? I can't. Yeah. I think it's urban legend. People have told on this podcast where a girl wakes up at a guy's house, uh, one night stand. She's gonna. Uh, he leaves for work, um, and he's like, "Take your time on the way out." She takes a shit. Um, <laughs> Uh, the toilet doesn't flush. Yep. So there's just a big old log in the toilet, and she's like, what am I going to do? She gets a Ziploc bag. She picks up the no. turd, seals the bag. Throws it up. Puts it, puts it down for a second, <laughs> puts the turd down for a moment, <laughs> writes on a note, thanks for last night, leaves, closes the door, locks behind her, and she realizes she, she left, left the, the turd, turd next to the note that said thanks for this last night. This is too night. wonderful to be it's too wonderful. It's so good. It's the best thing I've ever heard in my entire life. It's the best story you'll ever hear. Mm-hmm. And you can see that turd, can't you? Absolutely. And you can see the apartment. Whenever Absolutely. I hear that story, I picture the same apartment. I can hear the sound of the door just going, and, and just knowing that it clicked And the you. slight of the bag mm-hmm. as it's still settling mm-hmm. to the room temperature that will be its own until its death. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a rough one. It's a great that's a, story. That's a, that's a weird phone call you get to make later. If it's real? Oh, oh yeah. I see. Like, uh, yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. Um, did I, I had a, leave I had, anything at your I once, uh, <laughs> I once got a phone call for the other Thomas Lennon. I would just started dating this girl in New York. Uh, Is that was going you? really well? The girl was me. <laughs> They're all me. It's the movie Split. Um, ah! McAvoy. So just the movies, but I uh, know, and I got a, I, I would walk in this when we had answering machines that you would play a machine sure. out loud, which is an old timey idea. <coughs> and As a, message, a screenwriter, you must be hurting. People are still forcing oh. that into movies. Yeah. Cause it's a great device. Of course. Over a It's a voiceover. Montage. It's an on-screen voiceover. An on-screen voiceover says, that happens. Hey, I hope you got those papers and realized that the meeting moved up by an hour. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Or <laughs> Sideways, where she's like, did you ever finish your novel? And it plays as he drives oh, as up to see her. Yeah. Ends with the novel. Um, but I got a call saying what a great time she'd had with me. This woman was like, I had such a great, amazing time last night. This was really fun. I can't wait to see you again. And it was uh, – I was playing it out loud with this woman, the new girlfriend in my life. And the <laughs> message was actually for Academy Award nominated Thomas Lennon. That's hilarious. He had gone on an amazing date. Wow. But she called, she called my house. So I had to call him and wake him up and get, uh, get him on the phone. Because the girlfriend was mad. Yeah, because it seemed – it was like, wow. This is like, – apparently you, didn't you have fell an in love last night. You yeah. didn't have an alibi? I did and it was the real other Thomas Lennon. Yeah. I mean like – but you weren't with your girlfriend. No, I had not been – no, I, I – uh, we had just sort of had started dating. See, we just got serious. Storytelling was easier yeah. in the 90s. Yeah. Because she would have been texting. It's like, why? You right. think I, I also got his number him? out of the phone book, which right. is apparently how the girl got my phone number. Yeah. I bet we could look up T. Cruz if it were the 90s. TC. 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 All right, man. I feel um, great. This was amazing. I really. This is really, really fun. I just can't stress it. We talked I, about it throughout. I was so glad to see you Happy in the yoga pants. Yeah. I was like, that's Look my, at these shoes. You're now my too. spirit animal. This that is, is are... a really casual pair of shoes. <laughs> It's the, the whole goddamn thing is you. That's a you. the The vibe is 
and I mean, yeah, no, go ahead. I say this as your friend and please, your fan. It's please. kind of like guy yeah. who's in assisted living. Yeah, I you get know it. What I mean, I get it. You got an assistant. Like someone could get all these clothes off of you very easily. Oh my god! In the event of a cleanup, they smoothly <laughs> slide down my clean ass. That is right. That is right. No. But l- why wait till tomorrow to live today? Somebody's got to get Mr. Holmes again. <laughs> all right. Well, good you. thing he's in the easy pants. Don't worry. Would he? Would you? With easy pants. Would you say we end the episode? Mm-hmm. I won't throw that your way. That's right. With the guest saying the catchphrase, which is "Keep it crispy." Um, would you grace us with your "Keep it crispy"? Keep it crispy. <laughs> is it supposed to be bigger than that? No. Okay. Cool. There's no rules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no like. As a okay. actor achiever type person, I would but be like, the was weirdest that thing is you couldn't tell where my eyes were looking, which is I was looking at the audience's eye that was closer to the camera. One more time. If the camera is there, mm-hmm. this eye looks at that eye, your yep. far eye. Exactly. If the camera is there, this eye looks at that eye. Yep. I'll exactly. never forget that. Never forget it. I'll I really never forget, forget it now. One of the main reasons I want a third season is because we're so much better. First of all, you we have the all the stories stuff. to tell. Yeah. I want to be able to do that. Get the eyeball stuff in. <laughs> okay. I love you. It's great. Thanks, buddy. Love you. Now leaving Nerdist.com.